Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, Nate and Micah. What's up, dude? What's going on, brother? Another late night. Yeah, it was a great night, though. It was. You know, we had uh, we had some really cool guests on. You you know one of them. We've had him on the show, but Ty Easley. And also we had Mike Hunsucker with Heartland Bowhunter. They yep. joined us in studio tonight. So uh, first off, we want to say thank you to them for making the trip over yeah. and you know. I always enjoy in person more. Oh, it's always and then a thousand times better. They, uh, I really enjoy uh, in person with people who I have been a fan and respect. Right in the industry, yeah, that makes it even more fun for me. Um, and I really enjoyed um, them spending their evening driving down here and then, um, you know, recording with us. Yeah, almost yeah. two hours, I think. Yeah, yeah. the episode's pretty long, so we're probably just going to jump into it, uh, get our sponsors. Yeah, let's let's uh, hit the hit our sponsors uh, real quick. Uh, let's start with Midwest Gunworks. Um, they just had a huge um, Black Friday sale that ended. Yeah, hopefully uh, you guys got in on that. I so. did. Because did you? I had to buy some stuff. Oh, nice. I got ten dollars. Oh, you got a ten dollar gift card. Yep. Yeah, everybody, pretty... everybody gets one. Yeah, I know they got one, but the prices were different, right? Yeah, you, it goes from five ten's the second lowest. Right. Five ten, I don't know, all the way up to five hundred something. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So that sale's over, but go to their uh, website MidwestGunWorks.com. Use the code MWW five for five percent off. I still use my code. Yep. On that, and uh, bought a couple charging handles. Oh, nice. So. so. Uh, Cutty Back, uh, Cutty Back Digital. Uh, we've been real fans of them. They've been telling me where I should have been when I was somewhere else. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, that kind of stinks, but uh, they're doing their job. Yeah, so. check out some of their new stuff. They've got a new standalone cell cam. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. coming out, and uh, you know, they're updating some of their older stuff. Uh, you know, they've obviously had some issues getting some uh, product, but they're getting all that worked out, and yep. hopefully, before too long, we'll be able to pick up a few more cameras. Yeah, so check uh, them out. CuttybackDigital.com. Use the code MOWW22 for 10%. So For at least the next couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that will be a 23, hopefully after you yeah. know, a few months. Uh, Athlon Optics. Um, Ridiculously good optics. I can't say that word, so good job. Thank you. Um, used uh, used that on my Bobcat, that scope. Nice. Oh, yeah. They're money, yeah. man. They uh, get, I've been using the crap out of my binoculars. I yeah. keep, like, you know, I keep them in my bino harness. Yeah. Well, I've gotten to the habit where I put my bino harness right, you know, like right there in my truck to where I can grab them real easy <laughs> them when, I'm, when I'm driving down the road. Yeah. So just in case nice, something's man. out in the field. So That's pretty awesome. Yep. So check them out, athlonoptics.com. Find a dealer near you. Um, if you don't, you can't find a dealer, even message us. We know, we know a few dealers that we would definitely send a, uh, send you their way so for sure check them out um river's edge tree stands um 
Use the code Missouri10 for 10% off, plus free shipping, which is huge on, when you're shipping hang-ons and ladder stands, um, on their website. And, uh, you know, we've been using our stuff all season long. Been performing great. Um, yeah, I went out this morning. They got a little bit of everything, too. You can get ladder stands, large ladder stands, doubles, singles, um, hang-ons, big hang-ons, smaller hang-ons. You know, they got it. So check those guys out. Yep. Lucky Buck Mineral. LuckyBuckMineral.com. <laughs> Dude, uh, I actually just got some pictures not too long ago off my cuttybacks. They're still hitting the mineral. Dude, it's weird. One of my properties, they're hammering that mineral still. Yeah. My other property, they don't touch it. Which really? I'm not saying it's it's just weird how right like one of them every single day like those one does. of them like one herd of deer is calling for mineral still and the other ones like laid off it's yeah. it's just kind of yeah. funny how you know each one's different so yep so check them out and then finally last but oh, actually not last but not least but we got Onyx um, use the code MWW twenty for twenty percent off um, huge fan of Onyx it's number one hunting app it provides all kinds of up to date uh, nationwide landowner information which Micah uses all the time for work. Uh, every day. Uh, every day. I use it dang near every day, um, especially when hunting. I don't ever not get on it. The wind direction indicator is, for me, my favorite feature. Yeah, I've, I've been using it quite a bit. Um, you can go in there and set your ideal wind direction, and then it'll tell you if it's a good wind today or not. And it just kind of gives you information, and it's I, it's I enjoy using it. So um, check them out on X Maps. Uh, download the app go to onxmaps.com to use our code and then last but not least we got camo fire and black ovis camo fire get that app downloaded if you have not yep i heard they're having a pretty good sale coming up at the end of the year so you know maybe keep an eye out on that yeah that's kind of heard uh heard that i could be wrong Maybe I'm wrong. I don't had, know. They had one for Black Friday. Is that the one you're talking about? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, best bet would just be get on the app every day, and that way you'd be able to get tell. Get on the Camo Fire app. Um, one of my uh, favorite things to do in the mornings. And I got I was going to get on there right now, but my internet's apparently. There we go. Oh, they got, well, boots. They got boots on today, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. My, I got both my daughters with me tonight, and I'm yeah. trying to keep them nice and quiet. But yeah, it happens, man. When you're one years old, it's kind of hard it's to harder. do yeah. that. So anyway, they got boots and all kinds of boot stuff today. So, and then finally, Black Ovis. Yep. Finally, Black Ovis. Uh, BlackOvis.com. Use our code. Get back to it real quick. MWW ten. Yeah, save yourself ten percent. Um. And that's that's you know site wide, and that's that's a that's a big savings. I mean, and they carry all kinds of stuff, man. Oh yeah, I was looking at it the other day. You know, we've been thinking about trying to get some saddles or something like that, try something a little different. So I've, I've just been browsing, but they yeah. literally do have everything. Also, Pretty much. I'm in the market. I think I'm going to try a new release next year, so I'm already starting to look and think about what I nice. want to go with. So they got that stuff. Yeah. So check them out, and uh, we want to thank them all for uh, being a part of our show and helping us do what we do. Um, but without further ado, honestly, uh, because this show, we talk about a little bit of everything. We talk yeah. about their season. Uh, we talk about Mike killing a, uh, a, a awesome elk right off the bat. Then Mike's son, Noah, getting his first deer. Ty killing Chunky. Mike getting floppy. We talk about shot placement. We talk about using decoys. Just little a little bit of everything, everything man. Just it's a great a show. Great hunting show. Yes, it is. So let's get into it with uh, Ty Easley and Mike Hunsucker with Heartland Bowhunter. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast.
Okay, with us tonight, uh, we got a treat. We got uh, some of the guys with Heartland Bowhunter. We got Ty Easley and Mike Hunsucker. What's going on, fellas? How's it going? Thank you for having us. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for making the drive out here. It's always better in person. Oh, we, yeah. We enjoy in person. Yeah, for uh, sure. Plus, we wanted to, you know, show you the awesome studio that we have. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I'm just glad you guys finally invited me. You know, you've had Ty, Sean. And whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you've been invited every time, but you couldn't make it. Uh-huh. For You're always reason. out of time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm big time on you guys. <laughs> right. uh, Ty's an easy one because Ty and Mike, or Micah, have known each other for how long? For years? A few years oh, now. Yeah. 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 So he was an easy one. And uh, I think the last time Sean was on, you were out of town. So we were like, we got to get Mike too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to, to finally get you on. And because uh, I met you, well, we've been to your guys' premiere for many years. But you and I saw each other down at the um, the Bass Pro, what is that World called? Fishing Fair. World yeah. Fishing Fair, yep. yeah. And uh, I enjoyed having conversations with you, and that was that was fun. It was wet. Yeah, it was not ideal weather. I can't remember when that was. It was March, and it was kind of like it crap, was crap shooting. pouring like rain. Pour, walking it was snowing and then pouring rain. And we, yeah. we had a wet spring, that's for sure. And I remember uh, we were at least in a tent when we, when we uh, ran into you, so we at least got to talk when it was dry. But I remember that tent even had problems, and they had to – Oh, uh, they had to pivot on that whole deal. It was set up to be in the parking lot of Bass Pro, the headquarters. And then they saw this weather coming, cold and snow and rain. Yeah. And so they popped, they got all these huge event tents and popped them up, had heaters in them and everything running. And it was, <laughs> they they were able to mobilize some some people pretty quick and made it made it work. But it was yeah. less than ideal for sure for yeah. the uh, for the event. But it was it was a good time. And yeah. it, was, it was the World Fishing Fair, but a lot of people hunters were there, and oh, obviously yeah. a lot of crossover. I, yeah, I, there was I um, the fish too, some so. vendors that were there. I guess you call them vendors companies yeah. out there that you know catered to hunters and fishermen alike but um i got to play with some new uh some new coyote calls oh, yeah. out there and all kinds of different stuff <laughs> so um means remind, reminds me we get talk to cory groff soon he just killed a beautiful bobcat i today. saw that man that yeah. thing was gorgeous yeah all all, all spotted up he, he's good. a cat killer he is he, he's got some skills when it comes to the cat he does so. Did you so, just get one recently? I did, I yeah. did, but I'm yeah, not near that. as good as Corey at it. <laughs> that one, was, his was just, I mean, not taking anything away from luck. it. It was dumb just, luck, yeah, you know? I was, I was deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, so if the listeners don't know, um, Heartland Bowhunter is a, a awesome uh, show. They've got more than Heartland Bowhunter. They also have Heartland Waterfowl, but um, we're huge fans of the Heartland Bowhunter uh, show on the Outdoor Channel. Mm-hmm. Where else can they catch it? Yeah, I mean, we're everywhere anymore. It's just yeah. like, you know, we started Aren't out. Aren't you on with, Amazon, too, or something? Um, yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, we're on, you know, YouTube, we're on Waypoint, we're on Carbon TV, we're on basically anywhere and everywhere. You can you can find content. You can catch them Social media, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of the way of the world now. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do not have our own podcast, and probably we'll never have our own podcast. You just leave that to us, We don't need any close competition. You guys set up the equipment, and yeah, I don't mind... Just give us a call anytime you have an idea, and we'll just have you on. There How you about go. that? That's yeah. a good one, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you can catch them anywhere, and it's the production. Mike and I have been fans of Heartland Bowhunter forever, and the for me, the production value is second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't plan on talking about producing shows right now, but it, it did just hit me. When you watch a Heartland Bowhunter um, show, you're watching – just high quality stuff 
mm-hmm. uh, from the hunting and you know the production value and, and all that. So that's that's one of the biggest reasons I started watching it back in the day. Well, that was when the did you reason, start it? Yeah, I mean we've we've this is our 16th season we're producing yeah, right now, it's been, and the only reason that we you know were able to you know make such a big splash was because of the production quality. And that yeah. was kind of our we kind of saw that vision and that niche, and so Ty and I have known each other for over 20 years now and yeah, been hunting together and. Um, you know, we have some, some mutual friends, uh, you know, and, and Cole Kramer is one of those who I've, I've mm-hmm. since hunted with. He is a guide up in Alaska, but we, you know, kind of grew up in the same kind of circle. And, um, I remember, I'll never forget, like when we first started filming hunts, like Ty's probably been filming hunts longer than anybody that I know ever, like just like old school handy cam, like over the shoulder. And, like, <laughs> and uh, I won't, I won't, I won't give away his age, but he's a little right. bit, a little bit older than Sean and just I, but a couple years. But Sean and I were in high school and kind of like, you know, just film. Like we, just, I, I bought a camera in junior high, mm-hmm. like my first one of my first big purchases, and, and like just liked to film stuff with my friends, everything. And then Sean and I started hunting together a lot, and like, man, let's film some of this. Yeah, we did some solo stuff first, and then I was like, well, let's just hunt together and do it, and and. uh you know, at the time, Ty and his his uh, stepbrother Larry had been doing it, and so like we kind of got together, talked hunting and filming, and um, learned a lot from what they were doing, and just kind of um, really all kind of exploded from there. So That's it's cool. one of those deals. That, you know, if you guys uh, or anybody listening is like ever filmed filmed hunts, it's one of those deals. It's like it just it adds a little bit more to the hunt and makes it a little bit more challenging, and it's a yeah. whole lot more rewarding. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's cool yeah. to be a yeah. part of whether you're filming or hunting. Ty and I both have hunted. You know, with each Done other. Done both. Yeah. both oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like any time sure. if we're in a pinch or whatever, like Ty kind of this year's jumped in the tree with me and, and, nice. and uh, vice versa. So, You know, I've I've only ever, I one year I self-filmed myself and I did it every, I, I was religious about it. I did it every time I went hunting, set everything up. I used a Sony Handycam, by the way. Did you? My, right. I stole my wife's. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, I did it and I, I just, I I didn't. I wasn't good at it. I wasn't going to do anything with it. I, I'm like, what am I going to do with this footage? I've got all this footage of these deer walking by, and then I killed the deer I killed that year. And guess what? I didn't do. Hit record. Turn, <laughs> turn the camera on. Right. It's the first thing I, I just. Hey, yeah, we've uh, all been there. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Micah, you know, a few times we went together, and you know, yeah, one we of us has messed with it, but never taken it serious. Yeah. 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 And yeah. to be honest, I don't know if I want to. I, I mean that because, like you said, it's a lot of work to do what mm-hmm. you guys do, and I. It'd just be hard, hard, hard to master that. You yeah. got, so. you got to have a passion for it, like hunting. Is, I mean, yeah. you can't just, you can't just be like, just want to do it, gonna do on this. the side. Yeah. yeah, you got to have a passion for it, and it yeah. takes a little bit of a, you know, a, a trained eye, and I mean, you got to have a little bit of a just vision for it. Or, well, some of the, like the shots you guys get that aren't necessarily the hunting part of it, if yeah, that makes any a, sense. That's everything. Yeah, besides yeah. the kill, yeah. That wouldn't, I wouldn't even, those things, I wouldn't think of, you know, getting some beautiful shots of, you know, wet blades of grass as you're walking through or, you know, that sort of stuff. I, that's stuff that all just, like, ties it all together and helps, exactly. it, helps it flow and, like, stuff you don't think about, but, like, when you watch, you you get absorbed into it and you get you get drawn into it. It's part of that story that and, you... Yeah, so like our one one of our our original producers was a guy that Sean and I went to high school with, Trevor, and he was um, not a hunter. He lived at Lake Lattawanna. Yeah, um, was a wakeboarder, skateboarder type guy. And uh, I remember just when we were initially we were starting to do some stuff together, he was really talented at, at video production. And I just remember seeing some of the films that he was putting out, and like I don't, I've never wakeboarded in my life, and I just like you watch it, and you just smile, and you feel like 
dang, that's awesome. And like, I want to be a part, like I want to do that. Yeah. And like, so that was kind of the goal was like to, to make that feel for the bow hunting side of things. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, it just, it just was really well, well received. Well, Well, you you do a good job at it. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's only a few shows that I will, um, make sure I go and watch, I guess you'd say. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if, if I'm bored or on, just wow, sitting on the beginning of the story, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and a, a, maybe a hunting show comes across, I might see what it's like, but there's only a few that I go and find sure. yeah, and sure. I'll sure. go and watch these. Yeah. And Heartland is the first and one that's continued to be that one. So well, it's got, I mean, overall the whole industry, I mean, just everybody's gotten better, you know, and oh, everybody, sure. everybody's yeah, like sure. actually realizing that there's value in stories and people, people want to, see the whole process yeah and understand you know more than just kill shots like yeah sure cool highlight reel a bunch of kill shots that's cool but like what does that mean to you in the, the end of the day right Every, it's, everybody it's, used to get those monster buck videos yeah you know that's yeah. what, which not taking anything away from them no those, fun, are, but, those are great i'll yeah. never forget like we, some of our hunts we were featured on those and for the first time it was almost like you know kind of a dream come true kind of a childhood <laughs> yeah, thing sure. yeah we grew up at deer camp like literally i'll never forget like we had the power inverter hooked to the truck with a 13-inch, you know, TV with a VCR combo built Watching. in and popping <laughs> yeah. in the monster bucks, you know. And Getting just, everybody fired up for deer shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there so, like, you, you know, it's all kind of come full circle. And There's been, different tastes, right? Like, monster bucks is almost like that heavy metal music, like, you know, dun, 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 yeah. dead, 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 yeah. dead, dead. Yep. Big bucks. You yeah. know, other cool things, like, I really enjoy watching a story, um, and it might be, like, a story of a deer that you're after for multiple years that I can go back and be like, I can't wait till next year. And see if they're that. after this same deer next mm-hmm. next year. Um, in fact, when I the reason I really got interested in podcasting was listening to a, a podcast called I'm sure you've heard of Wired to Hunt. Yeah, Mark mm-hmm. Kenyon. Yep. Yep. He was after deer nicknamed Holyfield for uh-huh. several years, uh-huh. and I I could not wait to till the next week, uh-huh. especially during deer season till the next week to hear what. And then he uh, in the summer he would talk about Holyfield. It's the same with the shows I watch. Yeah, it's almost like I can't wait till the the next chapter, you know. Yeah. And when it's finally over, you're almost I'm almost like, dang, he killed Floppy, yeah, or right. you know, whatever, right? That's like, how we all feel. Yeah, that's yeah, how we all that's feel. Not, but congrats to him. But yeah. now the story's over. Yeah. Next to, so now yeah. I think you guys just secretly watched me. F- like watching me fail <laughs> time and time again. They're like, ah, Mike sucks. I don't sucks. want to see him succeed this time. Next time. Mike, Mike sucks again. Right. Um, um, I, I will never talk shit on a guy who had a bear at what, like five freaking yards with a bow? Yeah. Never in my life. Because uh, uh, I don't know how you didn't shit yourself. Uh, he did. He just didn't have that on video. Yeah, I'm, I just made him edit that out. My gosh. Yeah. I don't, like, what? How did you not stand up and run away uh, at that moment? Well, I mean, Cole was next to me with a gun, so that was right, nice. That, that probably had to feel It was good, one of those yeah, deals. It was just like, I don't know. And I get this way with deer hunting, too. Like, when I when I know, like, I'm getting ready to get try to get a shot off, I get really, like, laser-focused, and, like, especially in that situation with the high intensity. But it it, it was – we thought the bear was going to just keep going by us at about 2530. And he says saw us, and they don't have saw saw us something. They don't have great yeah. vision, so they, he saw a blob in the bushes and was curious. And we had the wind in our favor, mm-hmm. so he came directly at us. Um, but one of the things is like we, we, you know we've discussed is you don't shoot a bear head on because usually they're I mean their head's so big if yeah. they're standing there it's blocking their vitals. Well, so I was just like okay yeah we're not gonna shoot this bear head on, 
And so like he's coming in and he's like he's like go ahead and draw. And so like I waited and I draw, and then he pops up. He gets curious and he like comes up to this mound and pops up and yep. exposes his chest. And he's like shoot him, shoot him. And I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> we're doing <laughs> this. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. This <laughs> and, is happening. Uh, and uh, so you know then I then I like literally am picking a spot through my peep sight, and all I see is brown furry so close. And so I literally like raise my head up, make sure it's like pointed in the general direction of his vitals. <laughs> And shot, and I actually actually missed him to the right, right the right of what I was trying to hit, um, which but went straight through his heart, ricocheted yeah. off his. Um, it, it actually must have ricocheted off of his shoulder blade, on the inside, deflected down and came out his hind quarter. So really full through him. Um, I wonder, did you think you missed a little bit right because you were so close? Though, like, doesn't uh, your arrow have to get a chance to? What were you less less than five yards? Weren't you? It was no. It was 12 yards, I think. Okay, so um, it was it had enough. Time it probably had a, a yeah, time to yeah. straighten out. Yeah, straighten I think it, so. it was more I mean, it's more or less I just couldn't see it was yeah, so close. Okay. All I could see was right. blob. So You know, like watching it on that watching it it literally looked like you could have just went Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it. we got to see it on the big screen cuz we were at the premiere yeah, and yeah, they yeah. showed that. That one. was intense. That's that's probably my my favorite video I've watched at the premiere. Yeah, that cuz it's so yeah. When's you know, Ty get to go grizzly bear hunting? Oh, I don't know. Well, that was brown, but brown, brown yeah, bear. Brown, but brown, brown, uh, see, what's but the yeah. difference? Yeah, what's the difference between brown bear and grizzly bear? They're yeah, brown so and bigger. The brown bear are the really? biggest bears, yeah. yeah, and they're they're on, you know, in Alaska and Kodiak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the grizzly bears are the more actually aggressive. Of the uh, two. Bear, of the two. Okay. So, like, that's the ones you hear about. Well, they look very in similar. In Idaho and, yeah. like, you know, Yellowstone attacking people, that kind of I'll be honest. I had no idea that there was a difference between a brown bear and a grizzly bear. Yeah. I thought they were the same. I'll with that, too. I thought they were the same thing, yeah. Yep. So, it's a different subspecies, but the, the Kodiak brown bear is its own species, but, yeah. So, they're even bigger than grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grizzlies aren't. Yeah. I mean, so there's big grizzlies, but they're more, much more nimble and, mm. yeah, reasonably sized. But, uh, <laughs> those but yeah, black, you, you so have those black bears were scared of. In color, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Ty, you have some points for goat, mountain goat, don't you? Or weren't you putting in for points with for mountain oh, goat? Oh, for coal. Yeah, I thought you no, were. No, I never did. I never did. Yeah, I've never. I'm not much of a traveler. I don't get. Yeah, that. I yeah. just don't get out. Ty and just travel lives a lot. and lives and breathes whitetail, and I don't blame him. I get it, man. I get it, and I mean, you're good at it, and it's fun. So why mess with it? Yeah. That's my bread and butter too. I mean, I just right. I, if I had to pick one, that'd be the way. Yeah. I would go, but I do like, you know, experiencing new things and, and going new places. Well, especially, like, you're only – at some point you're going to be 65, 70 years old and not get to do those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You only yeah. have a, a window of time in your life Yeah, to be able to – Physically go to Al- Alaska yeah, and sure. go after a brown bear elk hunting. Like, elk hunting isn't – sometimes it's not fun, man. Oh, like, elk hunting after eight, brutal. 15 miles in one day, that one day we hiked 15 mm-hmm. miles, like – I was in pure hell by the end of that day, mm-hmm. and also we didn't see a single elk that day. That didn't help. That definitely didn't yeah. help. You know, you you can't do it when you're. Well, I guess you could try. Although we got uh, uncle that is what sixty five. Yeah, he's still he's, getting after it with us. Yeah, he's been so. doing it thirties, twenty upper twenty something years. Yeah, yeah. twenty something awesome. years been doing. And I mean, he might take a day off here and there while we're out there, but yeah. I mean, he still gets after it. So yeah, I don't. I won't be in his position. Sixty five <laughs> years old, probably. Ah, uh, you never know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But, yeah. So, and then they also have a uh, premiere every year, um, which is in our area. We're lucky enough to live in the same area that you guys live, so we get to go to the premiere each year. Um, when did when do you all start doing that? 
Um, so we're we're getting ready to like for sure lock in dates. It's kind of announced, start promoting yeah. it. But I, I I think, and I'm not not for sure, but we're looking at June 17th uh, uh, this year. This year, um, nice. And so there, there was a couple different dates that we were toying around with that weekend and Father's Day weekend. And mm-hmm. Father's Day weekend can be good and bad. You know, I mean, it's a lot gonna of people be hit or miss. This is what I want for Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, a lot of people have right. plans, yeah. and yeah. a lot of people like gives them a reason to hey, Dad, let's go. I want to let's yeah. go do this. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, I think we're leaning towards June 17th, but. There's also the Luke Combs concert at Arrowhead that day. Yeah, uh, so, so that could be some interference there. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll announce the date soon. What um? Well, it might years? give me a better chance of winning something. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. many years is this for you guys doing that? Man, I don't even know. We we oh, started yeah. doing it at Bass Pro. Um, literally the first one we did, it had thought, to, probably at least seven or eight years ago. Yeah, see, I was yeah. thinking it was like ten. But so it, 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 it yeah, may be. Been. We did well, like a, we did the downtown, the couple different venues. We've been all downtown. over. The place. That's yeah. cause my brother-in-law Grant has been, I think, every year if I remember correctly, and he remembers going downtown to this little Midland. The yeah, Midland. maybe that. We did one theater. at the. We did one at Midland. Uh, and then one Midland. At the, was it the uptown? We did one at um, AMC, the AMC Theater. Yeah, the one that was downtown, downtown. That's like where all the high rises. Yep, stuff is and yet. that was it. wasn't It wasn't AMC at the time. It was a different theater. Uh, deal. I, I, I appreciate know. you guys moving it east. So yeah. well, and so we and we've done it at Bass Pro, um, to where like our original ones were just small ticketed events because uh-huh. it was in the conservation room downstairs that we had to limit it to yeah. 150 people. And mm-hmm. so we did. We ended up doing like two different nights, um, and then when we moved the Heartland Waterfowl moved to third quarter. Mm-hmm. Then we combined them, and then when we did that, we made it a bigger event, and it was yeah. free. Um, so we weren't selling tickets, and it was a free event. And then we just decided we'd just, you know, make it as big as we could, and yeah. get a bunch of prizes, and make it a fun kind of get together. So yeah, it's it's a enjoyable time. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, um, and it does make it more I, for me at least more fun when you uh, you're in the I guess industry with those people and you're like I, i'm rooting for you know people to succeed and i like to see mm-hmm. like people i've i've watched since i started hunting do things and then i get to kind of i've talked to that guy on our show I'm, now mike's been on our show so next time i can be like yeah we've i've i've you know seen all these guys and been able to talk to all of them and then i get to watch them do their thing which i couldn't ever come close to doing what like i said the quality is just top notch so yeah it's a fun event just to kind of just for even for us for our friends and family we yeah. kind of get together and yep. we have a little pre vip deal and it's like this year june 17th is my wife's birthday and i was like now are you sure you're okay right. she's like she's like oh yeah she's like let's make it a huge party you know whatever That'd be so, more fun for my party yeah, yeah. she's yeah. like i might not work i might I, I might have somebody else work like selling the tickets and stuff i might just kind of hang yeah, out yeah you all do put it. them to work don't you <laughs> oh yeah. she, they oh, actually yeah. love it you know yeah. they enjoy it so yeah, uh-huh. the, um, was one of the wives selling hats this last year? She yeah, was, so Sean's wife actually yeah. kind of mans the mm-hmm. her and uh, and his his sister Aaron. Uh-huh. They've been and mom Mary. They've been kind of running our our HB booth, and then Skyler's wife Bethany sells raffle tickets with Bridget, and so yeah. um, and then the Heartland Waterfowl girls are involved, you know, selling tickets, and and they have a little booth set up too. Yeah. So it's a it's yeah definitely a family family and friends affair for sure. Well, people listening, if you haven't been to it. When they announce the date, you should yep. you should really It'll try be. to come. It's really cool. They do giveaways left and right. I remember a couple of years ago, you guys gave away um, Yeti tumblers, maybe. They do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've done that every year. Right. Yeah, like and door prize. Yep. <clears throat> within two seconds, they were gone, and so then you just started handing out Onyx memberships. Just yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, we kind of just you know reach out to our partners and they yeah. uh, they hook us up with a bunch of stuff and so yeah, so we get a ton of really good prizes. Yeah. 
So you're probably going to leave with something, most likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we just throw a lot of gifts out. Yeah, I yeah. say we throw a lot of stuff yeah. out. So it's it's a lot of lot of fun. And yep. just getting to sit around and talk with everybody and mm-hmm. meeting people that you you know you interact with on social media all the time, and you just it's it's always fun getting to see people face to face. Yeah, you, so. it's it's definitely a different experience. I remember my son. I'll be I'm proud of him for this because he's typically not that type of personality. He's a little shit sometimes. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we all are. Yeah. He got he got a hat uh, when you guys were throwing stuff. He caught a hat, and there was a was she behind us or in front of I us? I think she was behind us. And she a few minutes later was crying, and it's because she didn't win. Any, she didn't catch anything, okay. and he gave her his hat. Oh, I'm like, look at you being that's a good a proud kid. daddy moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's and I don't awesome. remember what hat it was, but I you know I was I was like. Good job, buddy. Good job. That's cool. So let's talk about some deer hunting, or actually just this year, because you guys have had, honestly, I can't even keep up anymore on, like, the social just bone all over the damn place. Yeah, it's, it has been, I mean, as a a team across the board, we've had just a banner year, which is really much appreciated after last year, we kind of kind of struggled and no one we're not going to get any sympathy from anybody for the, <laughs> right. for the struggle years <laughs> right but it's relative right i mean you got to think like how many days a year that we're in the field hunting you know it's compared to what compared happened to the normal yeah, yeah right. the normal normal hunter and so um yeah so last year was was a bit of a down year for us but this year man it's just been yeah there hadn't really slowed out. down usually yeah. we got like some periods throughout the year where it's like nobody kills anything but this year it's just like yeah. At least at least once every few days, somebody in the group is sending a picture of killing something. That's my point so, on social. Yeah. Like, I can't even – I was talk, thinking about what – well, we talked about this before recording. Like, what will we talk about? I don't know what story to go with. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. – and Sean's not even here. And, I mean, just it's just bone, 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 bone. And I can't even remember who did what at this point. Yeah. Um, so, um, heck, I mean, I, I texted you a couple of weeks ago about mm-hmm. um, what we – oh, gosh. You killed the deer with your um, – Decoy. Yep, the decoy, yep, we were talking about. And all it took was like three podcast. days to go by, and there was another, another, another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when did you shoot that, that buck? Uh, Early that was, November? Yeah, it was uh, the day before my birthday, so 6th, sixth. November 6th, okay. yeah. Yeah, because I've only, I've only been in the tree. I think I told you three times when I went back, and I was looking through all the footage this year, and I've been I've actually hunted four times this year. So, But, I mean, killed yeah, on behind the, the bo- Behind the bow himself. Yeah, yeah like, no, right. I've been, been in the, the tree. He's I filmed. Know, yeah, I don't yeah. know how many times I've filmed. But, but, uh, but I mean, to me, it's that's part of it. I, I, I get just as much enjoyment watching somebody else shoot one. And, and that's, yeah. I just love being in the tree with, with someone and sharing that moment when it finally, you know, you spend all this time chasing these deer and yeah. when it all comes together and just such an adrenaline rush. Would you, so. would you much prefer to... I'm guessing when you guys like first started, you did a lot of more self-filming. Like when you were in Chalmers High School, you talked about we got our handy cams or whatever. Would you prefer to self-film, or do you like someone in the tree with you, or or wherever you're going to be at? Oh yeah, I, I, we could. Not. Now you almost always do it with a yeah. Cameraman, we couldn't right? do it. I mean, you you can't you can self-film, but it's it's a different it's, quality. Yeah, whole different deal, and yeah. it's not really our format and style. And so yeah, so we always ever since we started really producing the show, it's it's been it's yeah. been filming each other, it's whatever, having be, a camera guy because it's just yeah. It's got to be so hard to well the hunting public. I'm sure you've heard of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg. Yep. He does a lot of self filming. Yep. And he's got like 47 cameras on. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's always like... He's a techie. Greg's a techie. Oh, <laughs> I, he, I can tell just by yeah. watching. Yep. And um, he's got like just something hanging off some shoulder, four different cameras in the tree. And I'm just thinking, 
how long does it take to get that all set up? And, yeah. then, and he always gets the dang shot. Yep. It's, well, you should with that many cameras rolling, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Like one of the got, angles has got to get the shot. If you shot. cover 360, you're going to get it every <laughs> time. That's a good point. That's right. a solid point. It always seems like he gets it with the main camera, too. But no, I know. Good on you, man. And yeah. just being able to – yeah, that's a that's a whole – you know, we've all self-filmed a little bit just, you know, when somebody's in a pinch or something or just to get out, you know. But it's that's a whole different – another level too i mean yeah i mean granted when you got two guys you got two guys in the tree moving you got double the scent you still got there's still a lot of you know obstacles different that challenges can, yeah. Yeah. yeah but when you're by yourself that that movement you know having to that would be very that'd be tough yeah for sure i get it so you guys started the year off with a bang because you got an elk yeah so my first hunt of the year was a new mexico elk sean killed the first evening of the hunt and That's I shot, a nice start. And I shot my bull the third day, third morning, third day, morning of the third day. Screw you and guys. both incredible. <laughs> I mean, they were like. And both unbelievable. Unbelievable hunts. Like, hunts. Public I mean, land, like, New Mexico. like, <sighs> and, and trust me, I've had my fair share of the flip of the coin, man. Elk hunting by far. It'll humble you real quick, is, won't it? It's like feast or famine, I feel like. Like you're in them or you're not. They're either rutting or they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those deals. I know you guys talked about doing some like Colorado over the counter thing, and I talk. I get all kinds of questions about people asking about that. Like, you know, what what do I do for my first hunt? And I tell literally everybody like, don't even waste your time with that. I mean, how much do you guys spend on a tag? Your your week away, whatever. Mm-hmm. Five gas, years, five fuel. times five. Yep. And so around fifteen hundred bucks each time. Yeah, give so, or take. So I say, I tell everybody, take that fifteen hundred bucks, save it for three years, four years, and pay to go on a decent elk hunt where you can actually kill an elk wish i would have or save for had tag, that type you know? of uh, five years ago advice yeah. <laughs> six because honestly you know you do like your first year anyways to be honest with you especially like the way we did it mm-hmm. i was so amazed at where i was you know in the dark mm-hmm. timber you're just amazed at the environment you're in because it's different than here and the first time i saw an elk i forgot i even had a bow in my hand yeah it was just i'm like that that's a boat that's that's an elk and it was a bull mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like oh i probably could have tried to make a play on that but <laughs> you know so like that first year um you know especially if you're starting fresh and you don't have anybody to you know piggyback off of or whatever experience it yeah because you're you're almost especially if you go to otc you know, there's almost zero chance you're going to kill something sure so i agree with you like yeah. save that money up I mean, you can kill. You can, yeah. You can. You can, you can, can do it. it. It can uh, happen. Do it. If anybody could do year. it, it wouldn't be me. But yeah. everybody yeah. does. There's plenty of better hunters out there than me that would can possibly do it. But yeah, I also think the advice with you know saving that money up and once you get that tag, you know, getting a, a drawing a decent unit and maybe even you know, um, you know, outfitting's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, you you don't like. It's not like they put a animal on a platter for you. And there's different yeah. levels of that too. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. You know, you can you can just be like, hey, I don't really want your help. I just want to know they're here, and I want to go hunt them. And yeah. They might give you some advice about where to go, but uh, or you can have somebody, a guy with you at all times. There's all kinds of different ways to outfit, but um, you know, people can go that route too, especially if you might only have one shot at it. Yeah, no doubt. If it's kind of like your bucket list, save up and yeah. do it. Like, yeah, you want to make sure you get an opportunity, then. Yeah, it's worth it for yeah. sure. For we sure. want to go every year, but I mean, who knows how long that'll last? Not much. So if we can come back empty-handed. <laughs> First, <laughs> wife getting real pissed. <laughs> you spend yeah, a lot of money not to kill anything. <laughs> yeah, right. she says that every year. Uh, She's like, I can't believe you do that. 
it's still a, fun. It's still a good time either way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So first evening and third morning. Yeah. Golly. Yep. And that's how we started the season. I'm just like, ooh. Like, Please I don't hope. let it go downhill for me. Yeah. <laughs> <This is laughs> Let's good. keep this ride. Yep. And then so after that, probably came back and started whitetail or getting close to it, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, so I'm trying to think. Yeah. Next. Yeah. That was coming back and, and hunting at home and. Uh, I love opening week in Missouri. Uh, you guys, September fifteenth, you know, opener, and um, Ty and I have killed a lot of a lot of good early season bucks. Had a lot oh, of success oh, yeah. early season. And uh, so you I ever was, got one in, in velvet around that time in Missouri? Never. Nope. That's what I was going to say. They almost always seem to just yeah, no. just have gotten rid of it. Mm-hmm. I had no. one last year when I was hunting with Steve over on one of our farms that had just shed in his velvet that uh-huh. afternoon. It was all hanging oh, off. I mean, it was, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it was a pretty that. solid, that eight-pointer, yeah. that pretty solid eight. That'd yeah. be so sweet. I got a really yeah, cool picture cool. of this deer, actually, the year before I killed him, looking at the trail cam with all the stuff hanging off. Uh-huh. Um, it was just, it's cool that oh, yeah. I got him the next year. You yeah. Know, I mean, it's such deer, a but, small window. I mean, yeah. I mean, literally, I've had deer show up in velvet and trail camera and, you know, show up three hours later it's and, they're, and it's gone. Like, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, tree it's for a, a few real minutes small window. There it goes. Yeah, I had a buddy kill one this year in Missouri, uh, big, like 160s, 170 type deer. And I can't remember when it was exactly, but it was like a little ways into season mm-hmm. and was still full velvet. And uh, I don't think it had like, you know, Any an issue problems? with like not having testicles or anything. Or yeah, because I, I mean, or you see some the, stag deer and right yeah. stag or the does. The does with racks. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't any of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I filmed one crazy. in full velvet like the second or third day of season this year. It was a really? two-year-old two eight-point. So yeah, Which and I was not surprised. Too terribly late. I mean, at no, least it's a yeah. little late, but you know, it's not like it's October fifteenth. Right, right. But yeah. yeah, typically around here, you know, ninety. Nine percent of your deer are going to be out of velvet, you know, by the time seasons. Yeah. I always hear about the, the Kentucky guys, <laughs> yeah. or Kentucky folks. You yeah. know, I think it's Kentucky. They, Kentucky and they get Tennessee, a lot of velvet, I believe too. You know, because yeah. they start September first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dakota, uh, North Dakota. Yeah, we. I've killed a couple. Way? I've killed a couple of velvet bucks in North Dakota. It's like a Friday before Labor Day opener or whatever mm-hmm, that so is. Early. So it's like anywhere from like August, late August to. September 3rd or whatever, 4th, something like that, depends. you have any deer mounted that are in velvet? Mm-hmm, yeah. How do you care for it? Uh, so you have to get, like, um, you have to have it freeze-dried. Uh-huh. I just, you freeze it right away. Okay. And so, um, and as long as it's frozen, it's good. And then you have to have it freeze-dried or treated. Um, they can inject them with some stuff that helps dry them out. So gotcha. it just gets all the blood drained out of it and everything. But, um, yeah, I've shot a couple. And once that's done... For the rest of the time you have that deer, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. Just yep. like any other one. Yep. Pretty much. Okay. Yep. And so I always wondered a, if they had to like care for it. Right. Yeah. And there's a couple things like um like official record books, like stuff does not accept velvet, so like they'll strip it if you want to officially score it and they can reapply it. Really? Like a, like a fake artificial and I, it, yeah, I think don't they have like a spray <laughs> it now? Not, it does not look good. Like yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. look great. Um hmm. And so, obviously, yes, yeah, so I don't I don't care about that, but I got a couple. Yeah, one of my biggest whitetails ever uh, was from North Dakota. Uh, was yeah, full, was full velvet mid, yeah, booner. Mid that was like first year. So yeah, the first year we went up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah season one of the show, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. So then you get it, and you're like, don't anybody touch this. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, <laughs> you got to be, be careful. really careful. You do, yeah. You can't, you can't be letting it bang against the can't, like, drag them to the bed. truck. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. Oh, that's, that, I mean, that's cool. Uh, it's just, it's got to be, like, stressful. Yeah. It'd be like almost like having a baby in the car. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's cool. Definitely had to put a bunch of pads around it and stuff. But. Yeah. So you guys, do you guys always try to be sitting September 15th? Like, oh, yeah. Type of way? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, 
so much excitement. I mean, yeah, usually it's, it's so, you know, built up throughout the spring, you know, summer months of food plots and just getting ready and looking at trail cameras. So usually we've got a few pegged and trying to get on them early because yeah. i so, mean they just especially the mounts man you get those early deer they're beautiful they are they look yeah, a lot I and mean, i think they look a lot better with that summer coat still oh yeah that, i don't know so what awesome, about yeah. it so even like if uh if you don't have one like showing up on daylight are you still going out there opening opening somebody, day usually just, somebody's just got one somewhere and yeah. if it's not me i mean like this year i filmed a lot uh a buddy of mine steve uh leaper i've been hunting with quite a bit and uh he had, a, you know, a lot of deer that were a lot more regular than anything I had. So I kind of, you know, switch gears and I'm like, okay, well, if, it's kind of a deal. If, if you've got some showing up, then we're going to go where our odds are the best. And right. of course, we hunted him like 10 times before we finally killed him. But <laughs> still, you know, that's how you kind of hey. do it. So if somebody, I mean, there's always somebody that usually has, you know, something showing up. And we usually generally try to go with the, you know, best odds. But. Could have been like me last year and hunted a deer like 10 times early very beginning of september and then never killed him so yeah haven't seen yeah. him since that's the that's, deer i was telling you about from last year yeah uh, okay that was i was so excited to see what he was going to do this year just gone so yeah lost my chance uh, with him well yeah. yeah i mean and you can do like you can do more harm than good if you're just blown out a spot early season so we try to be smart about it yeah usually like usually we'll kind of i feel like we will have a deer that we really want to target right and and uh so like this year you know floppy was really my target deer that i wanted to go after he was a deer that never showed up though until usually late august um early mm -hmm. september would like show nothing up. during the summer nothing during the summer at all um but this year nothing season rolls around nothing and i'm like well crap i don't know what i'm gonna do i have some <laughs> other nice bucks on, right like some other good mature deer that i'd like to sh shoot but i really didn't want to shoot one of those and then have him be regular and uh and so you know, I was just kind of like, well, I guess I'm going to kind of focus on, you know, doing some doe management, maybe target a couple of these other bucks and see how it goes. And, and, uh, Ty's buck, uh, what do you call Chunk. him? No, the, no, not, not the one you killed. What do you call the one? Oh, that you high really, boy. High boy. High boy. Yeah. The one that he was really I was targeting. set on. Yeah. Was not Wait real right. High boy. Was he a deer last year? Uh, not one I was really after. Who, I mean, he was, a, he was a really was good up and killer last four year. year. Uh, I just the only one I killed last year was that double drop in Kansas. Okay, what was the what was the, the year before that, that was Dreamer? Dreamer, thank you. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because now we, that we one I was after for too. quite a few yeah. years. Yeah, we did. We did. A we did podcast. I was, was going to say we did a, a yeah. pod, Was that two years ago? We did. Yeah, that yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious, that was the first one I did with you guys. I think. No, yeah, I think Dreamer. we did shed hunting first. Didn't no, we? oh, that was first then shed hunting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, right. Okay, nice. Yeah, so anyway, we usually pick, try to have a buck, you know, that we're targeting picked out or whatever. And so, like, I didn't really have one. And I don't know if you guys remember, but the conditions were terrible. Yes. Hot. Oh, yeah. Hot. I mean, yeah, it was, was like, super hot. This is the first year in, what, hot four years I, I was not in this tree stand on September 15th. Yeah. I didn't no. have anything I was going to be possibly going after. I'm like, I'm just not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was the first year in a while. And my so my my son, Noah, my youngest son, just turned six in last March, and so this is going to be his first year hunting. And so he was just amped up and was just ready to go and had been shooting. And he's like, you know, Dad, can we go? Dad, can we go? And I can't remember, if, you know, what days we, we ended up going. But 
a couple of those days it was like 90 something degrees and with him we got to be in a blind mm. just miserable conditions and he's they're like, in there in shorts he's sending pictures they're sweating to death in there. <laughs> yeah. got to pack like, a cooler in with you like, so you got something cold to drink ready, ready to go I'm like he's like dad can we go today I'm like we can go man I was like I'm just telling you the odds aren't great you know and uh, anyway, so we hunted a few days that first week, and he actually ended up shooting his first buck with a bow. Yeah. It was like a 90, 95 degree night, something like that. Oh man, that's as soon as the sun set. Quick. Yep, yeah, he literally he was wearing shorts, camo shorts, mm-hmm. and a black. I don't even know pullover top, but um, but yeah, that's awesome. Got his, awesome first, man. got his first buck I'm ever. The, yeah, I'm looking it for was the kind of like of last minute, uh, or last light. You know, the sun kind of came down, and and uh, you were talking about self filming and not mm-hmm. hitting record. Oh, I went to full dad, oh, really? full dad mode. Yep. What an amateur. And uh, no, he was like coming from behind us, and it was kind of one of those moments. And it was like the wind wasn't going to be right, but I was like, well, well, we'll set this blind; it'll be marginal. Yep. And so the deer are actually coming from behind us, so you can't see him coming. And so I'm like, no, he's coming. Get ready, you know. And I'm I'm filming him out the back window, and then I turn to get ready to like where he's going to come through the front window. I look over, and he's like. La 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 la! Like looking, I'm like Noah. I'm like, he's gonna be in bow range in five seconds. Like, get ready, point this way, you know. And so I was, I was still filming. So then I picked the camera back up and went to went back to on the deer and hit record again. So you I turned the, it off. So I turned it off. Yeah. Oh! And so anyway, oh, he comes in and I stop him and he shoots him and it looks good. First impression looks great, you know. And arrow zips through him and we celebrate and hug and everything. And I go back to play the footage back. And I'm just like. That's oh, the worst no. oh, feeling. Crap. My stomach just <laughs> felt sank. like you were the happiest person uh, in the world. Yeah. Yep. And then. Yep. It just sank. And I was like, I double checked a couple of things and I realized, okay, I didn't get it. And I was like, all right. I was like, I don't care. I'm not letting this yeah. ruin this moment. Right. Like, literally. Sure. I just like, for sure. I just yeah. put it, put it beyond me. It is what it is. Yeah. Lived it up. Even though I was like, oh man, I was like, I can't find it. He's like, dad, you didn't get it. He's like, dad, am I still going to be on YouTube? <laughs> oh man. Uh, Maybe not for this. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it'll uh, be part of, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely use it. It was yeah, great. You His, got some of it. And so oh, you could always remember like, these are the things that happened. Yeah, after, you know? for sure. Yeah. Oh, I had the second angle running and everything. And so yeah. it's just, and his reaction's priceless. And, um, anyway, but I didn't know exactly where the shot was, but ended up literally picking up the trail, following it a little ways to see, and it was pretty decent. And he, died right inside the woods like only went like 70 80 yards so that's that. perfect man that's awesome so he's six yep what, what was he shooting he's shooting a uh excalibur um crossbow crossbow i was yep. like man i need to know because i thought you were talking about oh, a, a vertical compound. bow no, yeah, no way. <laughs> I'm like, i need to know what you're doing because both boys are using crossbows yep. you know of mine too because mm-hmm. they just they yeah. can't pull back what you they're need great to. for yeah. kids to get them involved oh, yeah. in oh, archery so. yeah until they, you know, can. they can can pull back enough yeah. weight um they're super intuitive. I mean, like I have a just a vortex red dot on mine, and mm-hmm. um, you know we're not shooting anything past thirty, and so I zeroed it in for twenty, yep. and it's like an inch low at thirty, and they shoot fast, and uh, yeah, they're just they're great for the yeah. for the kids. Yeah, my son killed his first with a bow. That one over there on the I still need to put the picture in plaque form on. Oh, there. cool. Yeah. Um, and I was so I was in the same situation as you were when the deer came in. I could have picked my phone up and videotaped it, but. I just I was in the moment with him, and the whole time I'm sitting there going, "Man, I hope I had him ready. I hope he's ready. I hope he's ready. I hope I didn't." And the deer stopped exactly where I wanted it to, and I said, "Whenever you're ready, take your sweet time. You know where to put it. We've talked about this." And he just sipped it right through him. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Actually, I thought he missed it first. It, I they go not, so I was fast. Not ready. Yeah, yeah, you can't fast. tell. I was I mean, not ready for the speed of which, and we've shot it at home a million times. Sure. I yeah. just I guess I wasn't ready to. You know, I'm like, oh, 
Well, no, he didn't miss because I heard the deer just die. <laughs> and uh-huh. then we got down and he just zipped it right through his heart. But yeah, um, yeah they're definitely faster than yeah anything we're going to be shooting. They're fast yeah. and they and they blow through them so quick that sometimes they don't leave like the blood trail like a normal normal yeah. bow would. And uh, so my oldest son, his first year, he shot a doe and made a perfect shot. Looked perfect. We watched the video back and it was kind of hard to tell exactly mm-hmm. where he hit him, but hit her. It was a, it was a doe. Um, but yeah, we couldn't we couldn't tell and then we couldn't find any blood. And so I was like, man, we nothing we could do tonight. So we'll just come back in the morning. And she hadn't gone. She didn't go eighty yards. But it was yeah, it was tough. But they're learning those lessons, yep. you know, already early in in the, in the bow hunting cycle. So I struggled with whether to use fixed blades on his crossbow or mechanicals, which I ended up doing fixed because uh, that's what I, I had yeah. <laughs> available. And I'm yeah. like, these should do it. Uh, I I did some, like, Googling. Um, yeah, as long as they fly true, you know. That's kind of what I was thinking. It can it's be really, tricky, though, with the high speed, you know. See, that's, right, that's I was worried that's about with heard. mechanicals. If it's so fast, will it actually deploy or will it de- deploy too quickly? Well, they so, make, yeah, so they make, you know, crossbow-specific ones, and they usually have a little heavier, like, tighter tolerances yeah. on the clips to, to, so they don't open in flight. Makes sense. I'm, um, I didn't have any mechanicals at that time anyway, so I guess I wouldn't have had to worry about it. But Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it was it was awesome. So congrats oh, to your yeah. son, Noah. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Noah, my That's youngest. That's awesome. So, yep. First one. You got yep. him. Qu- he, I was a little later with the boys because I, I didn't know how to handle it, I guess. I let both of them go hunting with me Yeah. for, what, the past three Something like that. Plus years. But I'm like, when do I let them be the shooters? Like, how do I know if they're ready? And mm-hmm. I finally just, maybe I should just ask them if they want to hunt. And they both were like, yes. Uh, yeah. I've been waiting no, for you to yeah, I've been, <laughs> been waiting for the last three years. <laughs> Thanks, it's, Dad. Uh, Caden's all mad at me because I let Chase start earlier than him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, sorry, buddy. It is interesting because, I mean, it's, I mean, taking the life of an animal is a pretty complex thing. And, and yeah. For a kid to understand, a six-year-old kid, you know, and, and and granted, mine's grown up living his whole life around it, but but he 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 just yeah he just understands like you know he's he was so proud and so excited you know to to cut the back straps out and throw them on the grill and he's like <laughs> I'm providing meat for the family I'm the man right. you know and uh, you know we we you know I, my backyard is a giant food plot and mm-hmm. like the whole area and so we have deer all around we watch them all the time so like he understands like we we love the deer and love having them around and. And you know we do shoot deer. We like to eat them too. And so he's he's kind of grown up around it. So yeah, um, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I don't even attempt to waste time like talking to anti hunters about why we love deer so much. But why do you want to kill them? Yeah, yeah. They taste you will amazing. never understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I care about these things so much. Like I I want them to thrive so that I can yeah. then enjoy feed the family. Yeah. You know, enjoy this sort of stuff for the rest of my life. The stories that are on walls. I mean, you know, mounts are not mounts because you feel like you're just showing everybody what you did. It's it's a story that will live with you the rest of your life. Yeah. Like every time you look at a deer in your house. Yeah. Takes you right back there. Yeah. That yeah. day. You know. Right that. back that moment. Yeah. 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 Like when I pointed that to you, I I went back to that moment yeah. just for a second. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then obviously the nice little eating you get to do. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. So that's awesome. So that was what day was that? I don't even remember. Like it was really early, quickly, though. early season. It was like his yeah. third hunt, you know. So it was somewhere twenty something. So you went from killing a freaking elk. When was that? End of August or early September? No, it was. Uh, it was uh, yeah, it was mid September. To right. then your son getting his first deer ever. Yep. Yep. Honestly, if you didn't have another good thing happen to you the rest of the year, oh. that would have been. Tell me, I kept, an awesome year for you, anyways. I kept seeing that every time. I every time something better happened, I said, like, yeah. "Well, it can't get any better. Can't, it, kill, it really can. <laughs> yeah. Keeps getting better." Yeah. But, 
Yeah. So but it's nice when I mean we we put in so much time and work and like and regardless like it's so many times and opportunities when like they almost come together and they slip between the cracks. Yeah. And the difference between that and capitalizing on those hunts makes all the difference in the world. And so like I'm trying to think if I've had my wife and I have twice had had a buck just just slip between yeah. the cracks. Yeah. You're telling me a little bit. Of but that. yeah. Other than that, man, we've really capitalized on between my hunts and my, my both my boys. You know, one they both got one opportunity made 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 do. That's so. good because uh, I really suck at almost killing something. Yeah, like I get ask Micah, he gets I get pissy. so angry. <laughs> like he was at twenty two yards and I couldn't get a shot at him or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I just fester on it until I make it right. I guess, yeah. which is probably not healthy. You know, yeah. you yeah. need to. Hey, it is what it is. I didn't get it yeah. done tonight. It's a mental. It's one. a mental thing, man. Yeah. You got to be on the. You got to be focused, sharp, and be on the ball. Oh, for sure. Yeah, my poor dad this year. Actually, he's he's like on a three-year dry spell now. Uh-huh. And, but we had. Uh, I've been filming him since I killed. I've been pretty much filming him almost nonstop. I mean, just hopeful that you know, he'll get an opportunity. And we finally got an opportunity one morning, and uh, he picked his crossbow up. And of course, I'm usually pretty aware because I try to pay attention to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, it was a good deer coming in and it was a deer that I'd gotten like one or two pictures of. And I, I didn't know what deer it was until now I went back and, you know, did some research and figured out what deer it was. But at the moment, usually I know most of my deer and I'm like, well, that's just a random buck that showed up. I, it's a, it's a 150 plus inch deer. I was that's like, a bonus deer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, take him, you know, and because dad's always a shooter, it's a shooter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, shooter. And he comes in and, and he gets, you know, I'm I'm on the camera and it's luckily he's all rut crazed up. So he's like just clueless, oblivious. All yeah. he wants is a hot doe. Comes in and uh, dad, he started shooting a crossbow this year. He kind of get a little shaky, kind of got away from the mm-hmm. compound bow and uh, started shooting a crossbow this year. But anyway, so he goes on it and pulls on it and the deer walks up 12 yards. Dad, man, deer stops. And the deer just flinches. Literally not, not drops, not just, just, just flinches. And looking at the tree, or that we were in, but at the, like at the base of it, just but just stupid. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. Just couldn't believe he didn't see us because we're not really that hidden in this tree. But anyways, stands there for about thirty seconds. But with a compound bow, you could have probably reached back, grabbed an arrow, laced up. But with the you can't, with, yeah, yeah. You can't get away it takes with that a little stuff. bit to yeah. click, 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 yeah. click, click. Yeah. <laughs> well, his is just this rat the, rope, the, but you got to that would be you, nice. But even yeah. then, you still got to get it around and get in a place. lot of movement. Yeah. But regardless, I didn't even know where. The, I mean, again, the the crossbow shoot so fast so i'm like my first thought was oh he shot right through him just he just don't know he's dead yet right Right. he's gonna drop right here and then after about 30 seconds the deer just looking around being all casual i'm like okay i don't see any hole and he just walks off and uh dad's like what happened i don't know what happened of course he's all flustered (laughs) and uh and i'm like i was like what you do i was like he's 12 yards i was like i was like did you forget because he's got the garmin uh sight on his where it's the range find sight so okay so, but at 12 yards, I'm sure he was taking up the whole scope. I was like, well, did you remember to range him? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I did. And I'm like, I was like, well, even then though, because he said he ranged him when he was 30 yards, 38 yards out. You would think and it'd be he, right there. Yeah. yeah. Be, yeah. It, you may hit him a little yeah, bit high, right? But nothing yeah. big. But so I go back and watch footage and he's like two foot over the deer's butt. Like not even remotely. So now I'm thinking, okay, you hit your limb, something hit. You uh-huh. know? And I go back and watch the wide angle. This is one benefit about having the camera because you figure out right. what went wrong, can, right? Yeah. Well, when he picked his bow up off the rest, he must have hit his bolt and pushed it 
off of the off out of the so rail, out of out the of slide. The oh no! So it was sitting at an angle up on the uh, up on the deal. So just shot high left, and Jeez. the good part of the story. <laughs> I, I really hope it's a good part, and we'll maybe get to share this podcast next year. Uh, the deer. I finally went back. Literally spent like an hour and a half one night going through trail cam pictures trying to figure out what deer it is. Finally, finally figured it out, and he was he's a four year old this year. So now, so, yeah. Now I'm like, Dad. Now you can't. Now you gotta let him walk. <laughs> if we see him again, we'll kill him next year when because he, he's gonna be. I mean, he's a pretty special he's, deer. He's one fifty plus already. Oh yeah, Good just got a lot of a lot of splits and big old brows and long main beams completely crossing over. Oh, each that's other. So cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's gonna be a big one. So. That's, that's a deer I've all, I've always wanted to kill a deer that the main beams yeah. either touch or yeah you know yeah. go across each In other. In fact, that, we, that's what I, I named was crossover. So, good so, one. so see, hopefully we get a chance. See your. So. Your um, you have creativity with names. <laughs> when I when I did the Mortal Sometimes. Kombat thing, it's just because I couldn't think of names with any deer. And Micah doesn't do it. He thinks we're all stupid for naming deer. I just don't <laughs> get see, it. it's three to one. I right just now don't get room, it. So I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just like, well, that's the wide eight, or you know, that's the that's one what, with the big G two. Or just, we, you see, know, you just, it took you time to say that's the one with the big G two. When you could just say, that's Holyfield. There's, there's Dramer. There's Holyfield. <laughs> there's I don't remember. And for us, it <laughs> be, is. It's just a matter of being able to identify them, especially with each other. Yeah, exactly. I was sending pictures to Mike the other day. He's like, so remind me which one that was. You sent me like yeah, 20 exactly. pictures of four- and five-year-olds these last last yeah, week. So. I never remember his deer's name. Like, I couldn't tell you any of the names. But they still got oh, nicknames. Yeah. And but I, I, still I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. And we did it for the same reason. I One of the properties I hunt, I hunt with my brother-in-law. And our, our trail cameras, you know, throughout the summer, we'll start talking about the deer and – it just became so much easier just to say scorpion. Yeah. Or, not the wide one, the tall one. The yeah. The wide one yeah. with the split on the back. You know, you know which one, you know, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that one. You know, it takes forever. So, shooter. yeah, I usually, most of my bucks, like, until they get older, are just like wide eight, yeah. two year old wide eight, yeah. two year old yeah. spindly eight, and whatever. And then I'm, you, then I'll pull the boys in the room and be like, hey, what do you think about this one? So I got a buck that's called Twinkie. This year. Right. That's a good name. Though. I like uh, that. Yeah, that ain't bad. It's better than poop. <laughs> hey, yeah, Anthony Peoples, shout out to you. We we told him that your son nicknamed your deer. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Twinkie's mainly, not bad. Actually, just yeah, Twinkie. I like that one. That's well, he's had he got he's body. got big fat tines like yeah. Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty smart actually. So yeah, yeah. I like that one. Then you got Skyler that names deer like dog slobber and <laughs> yeah we've 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 we bust his balls quite a bit because he just has the cheesiest dorkiest names for his deer but <laughs> see that's so that's why i chose mortal kombat because every character in mortal kombat has a badass name yeah there you, know, you like go they're, they're, so they're you know it's it's easy i'm like well no matter what i pick they're gonna have a cool name unless i can think of something quickly with uh, the small amount of creativity i have they're just i'm just gonna yeah. pick some it's just off. an identifier yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all it is yep. yeah, yeah for sure so then who killed next out of the so group? Noah, Noah started Noah? off Heartland Bowhunter. Yeah. Noah. Noah started it. Well, obviously, well, actually, you, with an elk, you did. Before, yeah, I mean, Sean and I, I'm trying to think, but then uh, Skyler's son, Jackson, killed one. Uh, I mean, we don't have time to talk about all yeah, that. Right, sure. <laughs> we're, we, we've, yeah, we've had a heck of a year. But, yeah, Skyler's son, Jackson, killed his second buck ever um, in the, the Kansas youth season, too. which was would have been before the opener. Oh, really? Missouri, even. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good one. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to think, so after that, um. Yeah, I can't remember them all. I know you so killed I had the to one go to in Ohio. Uh, yeah, in Ohio, um, which that was kind of a tough hunt for you. Yeah, so I, I hunted um, southern Ohio, kind of in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. 
um, was kind of unique and different and had a really, really tough hunt. It was their, their opening week. So like late September and, uh, acorns just falling everywhere. And, uh, but it was it, cool. Yeah. It was a cool experience. Um, you know, the, the property that we were hunting was very tough to hunt. Access was, was horrible. Um, just for, for doing what we do, like, you know, showing up, we got a week to hunt this property and get mm-hmm. a deer killed. We're hunting every day, morning and night, like regardless of conditions and everything. Right. And so like, it was one of those deals where like, it's not set up for great repetitive access. Cause you're just having to go through the farm to get the stuff. And, yeah. But anyway, it was a miraculous bottom of the ninth came together, you know, last night. All right. We think we can make this work. Marginal wind. Miracle. Roll the dice. Pulled it <laughs> off. So that's awesome. The saying you can't kill him on the couch is true yeah. yeah like if you would have said well it's not right for us tonight i'm not I mean, gonna lie like i've like you know when we do the trip hunts we're hunting we're there we're hunting you got to and yeah. we we are pretty dang successful in those like those week-long hunts and yeah mm-hmm. um you know i do catch myself too sometimes like when we're hunting home home farms being like uh and like ty well like ty you know with his job and stuff he gets a, a big vacation chunk that he takes during the mm-hmm. rut but other days you're kind of cherry picking stuff yeah so it's like like tonight like tonight i was debating i was like yeah because i you know i got limited amount of vacation right so yeah just like last weekend i was like well the conditions aren't perfect but i only got i only got a couple evenings to get out so we're gonna get out and give it a whirl so yeah you can be a little more selective with okay today's not perfect yeah but then sometimes your selectivity causes you to miss opportunity exactly and then sometimes deer do like things you're like you idiot you why did you well, do that today right. okay yeah. right yeah. like you know they're not sometimes we give them more credit than they deserve and other times we don't give them enough credit mm-hmm. because there's times where well him last year he came in i was set up to hunt him a totally different way he walked in straight downwind of me right to me that's the uh, rut for you yep, first off yeah. but oh yeah you know and uh and then other times you know you you give them a like well, reptile, the deer I was telling you about that was hopefully this year going to be a giant. I think I, I think he figured out I was after him and split. And I, I still can't figure out how he <laughs> figured me out because I never actually saw him. And then he'd be back there the next night, and then I'd be there and get after him one different way, and then he'd be back there the next night. I They're smart. He was just <laughs> – he was living there, so he had to have figured something out. And then you don't, you can't even figure out like, well, that guy beat me, and I don't even know what I did to lose. So, I mean, I'll they, never they understand them. S- they spend their whole life not dying in, in one little, you know, little mm-hmm. I should say. But most of the, most of the bucks are spending their their whole lives in a fairly small little range, and they get to know it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And they know the prime spots, and they know the pressure, and they know the what's it's like. If I walked into your house and sat in the corner, waited for you to walk through, you'd probably notice me sitting there. Eventually, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. It's. That's their home. Yep. Yeah. And they're they're a lot smarter. And then they're pretty good at not dying. Yeah. Yeah. Floppy, floppy was pretty good at not dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want to get to your buck because uh, you killed him with a decoy. Mm-hmm. And so can you kind of give us some cliff notes on how that went down a yeah. little bit? Yeah. So I'd actually only been out, I think, twice early, like the beginning of the year. Because I'd actually had a buck I was kind of watching all summer uh, named High Boy. And uh, he's actually still alive. I like that name, by the way. Yeah. Solid Burger. Yeah. Yes, that's actually how you got to say That's where we love that restaurant. Yeah. Um, we go celebrate. Yes, that's our celebration After restaurant. We kill turkeys or something. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so I'd hunted a couple times early, and then, like I said, Steve had got on some really good, a really good buck, and uh, I was kind of filming him and his son, and then him, and, 
and I just didn't really, high boy wasn't regular, but we had this other buck called Chunk, who was also a five-year-old who lived on the exact same farm as high boy, but Chunk was kind of the, the BA of the farm. I mean, he was, he was definitely the mm-hmm. most dominant deer, even though he wasn't the biggest rack deer. Uh, and high boy was just kind of moved around a little bit more. I kind of had him between a couple farms, but, but anyway, so I was kind of after him, uh, did, wasn't really getting a whole lot of pictures of him. And Chunk was, like I said, a very aggressive deer. So I, I knew going into the hunt with a decoy that if, if he saw the decoy, I, I felt pretty confident that we'd get a crack at him. And I actually went in there and hunted maybe a week before that and uh, in a morning hunt, maybe not even a week before that. But we actually saw Chunk chasing some does, uh, but we didn't have the decoy that morning. And I was like, yeah, next time we come in, we're bringing the decoy and see if we, you know, see if we can get him and and uh sure enough we got we went in there on a morning hunt and uh caught him or well i actually was watching a little buck and a doe cutting across the field the buck was kind of dogging the doe it was kind of early you know they're just kind of yeah the young yeah, ones were getting interested sort of thing. Yeah. but he was up that week before he was up running does chunk was so um we've seen quite a few does it seemed like come in early this year it seemed like i don't know i mean it's to me the rut this year seemed longer at least on the farms i hunted like kind of prolonged i saw a uh, buck mount a doe in a field on the way to meet the conservation agent with my bobcat tonight yeah so i mean which so, i mean is no, not untypical they, come, second know, they didn't get shot. bred second yeah. Yeah. yeah but although he was a little tiny guy so he might not have got the job done but <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was trying his hardest yeah <laughs> hey headgear doesn't always uh match. that's true that's true <laughs> no not always but anyway so yeah so little buck dog and a doe and and we were kind of watching them my cousin was actually the first time he come out and filmed me uh which i've had pretty good success with him over the years yeah. he's he's me killing quite a few good bucks uh but it was his first time in the tree with me that year and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I see those deer. They're up along the tree line there. And he's like, oh, or he said, there's one out in the, to the left out in the middle of the field. And I'm like, well, those deer, that's got to be a different deer. So I start looking. And we can't see the way that they are at. There was a big tree with a bunch of leaves on it still, <laughs> uh, just, you know, dead brown leaves on it. And uh, and I threw the glasses up and, and right away saw it, was, saw it was Chunk. And I'm like, oh, I was like, that's Chunk. And, and of course, he, couldn't, he could see the decoy if he was looking that way, but... I'm sure he glanced, probably saw it, didn't think nothing of it because it's right. a big field. Mm-hmm. He's probably 200 yards away. So I immediately grabbed the horns and uh, start crashing them together, and, and I could see him stop. So I dropped, set the horns down, put the binos up, and he's looking, and it didn't take him like 10, 20 seconds. He's like turns and V-lines right at us. And, and uh, we had the decoy out probably about 20 yards facing at us, uh, kind of slightly quartered at us, and uh, and he's coming on a string the whole way. and gets to about the last you know 30 yards and his neck just goes from a normal size neck to like Bristle where you don't even head. see it you know it's like <laughs> blends in with his shoulders and he's just ears laid back and i'm like and it's my actually the first i've hunted over decoys before but i've never really had a big mature deer come into it mm-hmm. and uh and you know i've seen tons of hunts mike's had a lot of hunts where the deer's coming and crashed and sometimes they come in and crash a decoy and they run off and you don't get an opportunity sometimes they run and crash a decoy and you get you know, they'll stop to look what's going on. So you just never know what's going to happen, how they're going to react. And, you know, there was a little part of me that wanted to let him hit it, but then he gets to about that last five yards, and, or well, I drew back probably about 10 yards away and, and bleated at him twice, and I could tell he wasn't going to stop him. Of course, it's happening so fast. Right. In my mind, I'm like, gosh, if he crashes this decoy, He's I may not get an opportunity. might be over. So I end up, you know, shooting him about two two yards or so, two steps before the decoy. But, I mean, he was he was – 
he was going to smash it, I'm sure. It would have been cool <laughs> to see, but but it was still cool because as soon as I hit him, I mean, you could see that, that breath shoot out. His, I think Mike noticed that in the, in the video after his breath shoot out his lungs and Steam, he turned. Yeah, and, yeah. that's yeah, sweet. He ran about oh, 150, 200 yards, and and that was it. So, yeah, yeah it was, that's it was, awesome. It was exciting. It is. It's a it's a rush. I mean, you feel like you could have yelled "Hey" at him. Uh, and he, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He was so when they're in. When they're in, they're in. They're yeah. Right. Until but I have had him. It's funny. Like I've had him locked, and then like the second they catch a whiff of human scent or something, I mean they come out. Hmm. But as far as like if they're locked in on it, yeah. I mean it's hard to get them to stop. So you both face the decoy your direction when you set it up or is it dependent on the situation you're in i usually try to yeah i try to quarter it to me because they they usually will circle down right down when they're always going to circle down one of the decoy but then they usually approach it head on Mm -hmm. usually i mean i've had bucks approach approach from the back yeah whatever they're just you know subordinate or whatever and just being weird but um one thing that i like to do though usually is point it away from where i think the deer is going to be Mm-hmm. are coming from almost like a turkey like you know how like you know if a turkey sees the the fan gobbler looking the other way he thinks he can't see him and wants the, him to acknowledge his presence in the right. field and i feel like that makes them more angry if they if the the bucks postured up and they're not like giving them respect like they're not even <laughs> oh, yeah. for you sure. don't even let me know yeah. you don't even think i'm here yeah you're yeah. ignoring me yeah yeah I, okay to like to ty's point though like it's funny how especially during the rut or pre-rut whatever like deer you know if they're just like walking around like they're just like almost like so focused on their nose that like they may, they may not see a decoy in, in a field you know big field they might see it it's like you call to them get his attention boom of yeah. course they're gonna lock on it right away but. right yeah and then putting those two senses i don't know if we've talked about that before but it seems like deer they put those two uh, two of their senses together and they've just relaxed more like they're more confident coming in and mm-hmm. and they're not quite as you know nervous and so but yeah it was a it was a good it was a fun hunt and just a, it was definitely adrenaline rush getting hunt over the decoy and i like i said that deer i knew i was very confident i mean it, a lot of times we got to kansas and you know you're hunting new areas and they work great especially in those big fields yeah you know where you are trying to call to them and then you give them that visual visualization of, of a decoy too yeah so with that combination it usually works pretty good i mean you still sometimes get those deer that are just lovers and not fighters well so i was getting ready to ask us let's say chunk was the deer a little bit huge. of a sissy like yeah. you, let's say you knew chunk for two years and he's not aggressive Mm -hmm. do you change your strategy on a deer like that oh yeah yeah without a doubt do you even try it yeah i mean i probably it just kind of depends on the situation too but i mean typically yeah i probably wouldn't have like this deer we were i've got one buck that we call flat top that uh we saw the other morning and i've i've seen him a couple times but i'd never tried to call to him and uh he came in the other morning with my dad and i and uh i could tell he wasn't going to come into shooting range so i hit the grunt tube and he stops and immediately you could just tell like like he wasn't going to come in but like he was nervous he stops and then just kind of slowly starts walking and i'm like hit him again and he kind of just keeps walking and and it, you know granted this is a little bit later in the rut but he just and then i finally set the grunt tube down and i'm like well i'll try snort we hit the snort we at him and then he starts <laughs> trotting off he's like so right i mean i will keep that in the back of my mind for yeah. that deer right always i know he and he's He's not a big-bodied, aggressive deer. I could just tell in trail cam pictures of him interacting throughout the summer with other like deer on mineral licks and he, stuff. He's the man. Yeah, he's just not. Yeah, but he's boy, his senses. He is like super king. He's a deer that come in on me the other night. I don't know if you saw. I posted a video the other night of one that where I was saying rack focused into him, and 
and he's like looking right <laughs> yep. right in the lens and i'm like oh Oops. but that guy and there was so much stuff in the way i don't know how he saw me but man that guy he's like very aware of like a like a, a that'll mini, make it that mini much floppy more, or something that'll make <laughs> yep. it that much more yeah enjoyable when you do take them down yeah i mean, I mean that you got to learn those those little things that because each deer is different for yeah. sure i mean like that one i was showing you with the broken tine i'm pretty sure he's probably an aggressive deer if every 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 year he every year up. he's broke up so i would assume he's not scared of a fight right but like me and nathan he came out with me one time this year and was, i had i had a new i had a new deer come in uh the night before on, i got him hunt. yeah i got him on camera and stuff and so me and him, we go out that morning and he comes in behind me and I just noticed him. I, you know, I look behind me, I heard something. Okay. There's a deer. Oh, that's him. He kind of moves his head. Nice chocolate rack looking deer. And he starts walking away and I just thought it was him. So I'm like, oh crap, I got to get his attention. So I snort wheezed at him and he's just still walking away. I snort wheeze again. And then finally I, they get away from this brush and I noticed he had a, he was on a doe. So the doe, she, I was hunting over my food plot, and it's just a little eighth of an acre, you know, clover. She skirts the edge of it. I'm like, this is going to be perfect. You know, he, he's going to follow her. Well, as soon as he got to where he could see into that food plot, he just started looking, and he just knew something was up, and then he just hightailed it out of there pretty much. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I, I don't know what's going on. He never caught our wind because our wind was going no, dead we, the other way. We whipped I his mean, butt when it came to that because there was two of us hunters we were what sixty yards apart from each other, 60, maybe eighty somewhere around there, and he didn't catch either of us. Um, so we played him correctly. He just, but I think I freaked him out by yeah. doing that snort wheeze, and that I mean I just didn't know the deer, and I was like I got to do something, got to right. try something, and you know, it was probably my fault doing a little, you know, snort wheeze. It's kind of an aggressive move. I didn't have my, you know, grunt tube yeah. handy, so I yeah. probably should have tried that first. But I was just like he's walking. I got to do something, something. Yeah. So I got to do something with my hands right now. <laughs> yeah. He shot your shot early. Yeah. 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 Shot a little he, too he early. Was, he was well. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say he's smart, but he got lucky in the fact that he was like thirty yards from Micah, and then the way he went, he came my way. So he was thirty yards to to my, I guess north, north yeah. west. But unfortunately, those were the areas I didn't have any sh shots. He yeah, be he, he stayed yeah. right outside the brush where I didn't have any shooting lanes. Yeah, so. as they often do. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he was smart. beautiful deer, but yeah, that was a fun hunt. But yeah, it is interesting, you know, learning, you know, hunting deer, growing, watching them year after year, and just learning their their you know body characteristics and, and their yeah. their personalities really. And yeah. they're all a little bit different. They're. Uh, you know, they got some that are aggressive, some that aren't. I knew, and you remember I told you guys that story before we uh, started recording of the the one time I tried a decoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I should I knew it was going to happen too. So the year before that, I had a buck I was after named Sub Zero, another mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. And finish him. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite character too. He um, one time during the year he comes into a different he comes in away and I I see him about sixty yards away and he's working away from me, so I grunt at him he doesn't respond. Uh, and I, so I did a rattle and I'm not kidding you guys. The second I started rattling, it is like God himself came down and smacked that deer on the butt. <laughs> Gone. Just, I can't be out of here quick enough. <laughs> a lot of that I feel like I've has to do that. with pressure yeah. too. You know it, what I mean? It might've been. Yeah. And I mean, I hadn't seen him. He might've been hunted by other people, obviously. Yeah, you but, got guys like tie on tv and kansas banging the horns together and all big big bucks come running yeah <laughs> everybody so now everybody on every fence line with a rattle bag is no, dude he was he and so I'm, i just laughed i'm like well, that's hilarious <laughs> the next year i set that 
decoy up for somebody, another deer, because he had broke off almost his entire left side that next year during when he was in velvet. Still don't know what happened to him. Huh. Um, he comes in, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets over this little berm and sees the decoy uh, 40 yards away and – God himself came down again. It was the funniest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Shoot, gone. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I knew it was going to happen because of what I saw the year before with him just being yeah. scared of everything it appeared like. And when the deer were together in the summer, he was always the one that was waiting for the others to, to get their mineral or yeah. like he was. I mean, you can learn a lot by watching deer, those trail cam pictures over the yeah. summer, a deer's demeanor and how they interact with other whitetails. And that, that tells you a lot of what you can and can't get away with on yep. them. So, yep. but yeah. big aggressive chunk down. Chunk was down, and, and I'm hoping High Boy moves in. He made it through rifle season. Praise good. Lord. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was gonna say. So he's he looks good though. He's he, his only thing he's lacking a little bit this year is mass, uh, but super tall. I mean, High Boy definitely fits that. And it's it's because I actually I didn't get a picture of him, so I kind of made a mistake. I'll, I'll be I admit it to it. Uh, about four days before season starts, I, I was over there scouting, and I knew the wind wasn't right, but I'm like, I'm 200 yards away. I, they're not going to smell me. I'm good. Yeah. And I slip in there that afternoon, and what they're doing, they're basically coming off of this, uh, like, creek area where they're <laughs> bedding, cutting across this big hay field, and then going over into a bean field. So I wanted to see where they were cutting across the hay field so I could try to catch them on their way to the bean field. And uh, worked out perfect. I got in there that afternoon and saw some deer. Saw actually uh, Chunk was out there. A bunch of uh, Baroques had just started dropping. They were all feeding right where our stands were at. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> and here comes High Boy across the field. I'm like, awesome. I'm like, I want to get a little closer. <laughs> so I, I slip out in the field where this hay bale is. I'm like, because now I'm like 150 yards. I was like, I can get some, you know, trying to get some footage for the show. And the wind's blowing right over my back. But it's, like, super, super light. So I'm still somewhat optimistic. It's not going to make it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, he comes in. And uh, that was the last time I saw that deer in daylight. I'm sure, obviously, he moved around somewhere in daylight. But not I didn't get not any pictures of that deer in daylight until, what, just a couple days ago, two or three days ago. So, well, I guess it's been. I've checked the camera that's, a couple days goodness. ago. So about a week ago was the first time I got a picture of him in daylight. So then i'm like uh, kind of want to hunt him but kind of there, there's you know uh, you know a lot of people are always asking you oh should i kill this deer should i let him live another year and you just i mean to me it's yeah. all what obviously what makes you happy first but the way i kind of judge my deer i i i for since i hunt whitetail pretty much almost always i don't do a lot of traveling so mm -hmm. i what fires me up is getting at least one or two big ones to go after every year and this year, I really didn't have that. I mean, High Boy was kind of on that borderline. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, don't get me wrong, a great buck, but nothing real big. Um, but I I, I kind of go by age, obviously. So, like right now, I know we've got a couple of bucks. We've got a seven-and-a-half-year-old and a six-and-a-half-year-old six that are both like 120 to 125, 130-inch deer. And then we've got four- and five-year-olds that are anywhere from 135 to one mid-150s. So there, I mean, we've got a number of deer that are score-wise that blow these Bigger two out of the water. Than, yeah, but they're but, younger. Yeah. And my idea, if if we kill these two old ones, and all these other ones stick around, I mean, we're going to have an opportunity, at, you know, a really good year next yeah. year. So thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. always thinking ahead. You got. You have to. As yeah. A, as a whitetail manager, I mean, you gotta. Yeah. You gotta think ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It it makes sense. I. 
Except for when you have kids, you just let them shoot whatever they yeah. want. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what's fun about going with them, though, right? It is, because, because you're you like, do. You're there's not no so limit. It's like, hey, whatever. No, no whatever. joke. My son, Chase, he did end up killing his first deer this year also. I'm hunting with him during Missouri rifle season, right? It was during rifle season, mm-hmm. not youth. Yeah, rifle. And a six-pointer came in that had broke off an entire side. So he's a three-point deer. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what's the rules? I know we have a point restriction. Does it apply to kids after youth season? You know, it's just like I'm, all these things are running right, through my right, head. Yeah. So I text Micah and Andy. <laughs> they both go, Micah's like, I don't really know, man, honestly. And I'm like, I'll Google it. My phone dies in the middle of Googling. Oh, no. <laughs> so I say, Chase, we're not going to shoot this guy. I just don't know, man. I'm sorry, buddy. I just don't want to break any rules. Come to find out he could have yep. if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't apply to anything. It doesn't apply to anything. Yeah. I didn't anytime. know that. Yeah. And, um, which, oh, anytime? That's what I was wondering. Anytime a I child it. is, is right, their youth rifle tag, yeah. oh, the point oh, restrictions don't apply for to For sure. Because yeah. it's tag. a rifle only season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, but uh, their archery tag, I don't think it works that way. Oh, See, really? and I would have to check. I, I only look like rifle. So rifle-wise, yep. it's I, I his that, rifle yeah. tag's the same rifle tag. Um, you season, rifle or, season, and yeah, the, the other that makes season. sense. Yeah. Anyways, he ended up uh, killing a doe. Oh, actually, it was a button buck a few days later. But um, it was just kind of funny because I'm like, that deer was at 20 yards, like the dumbest deer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Walk right up to us. Yeah. We're sitting on top of a little berm on uh-huh. the ground. You know, and, and Chase did a great job staying still, but still, yeah. I'm like, would you have shot that if I would have let you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was Dad's fault. I should have been ready. I, I didn't know. Um, but it's a good point. I mean, what do you want out of the situation, right? Yeah. I mean, the way you hunt is different than the way Mike hunts and Micah and me. We all have different goals maybe every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some deer that I would – like, I've really had to test myself on three-and-a-half-year-old deer this year because I don't really, like you were saying, I don't really have much. And I've had two or three three-and-a-half-year-olds in front of me and really had to use my will. Because <laughs> I've always said, you know, I want them to get four. I would like to shoot an older deer. Yeah, we we haven't got to that point where we can go five and six yet. <laughs> yeah. Four is good enough for us right now. At least four is for us. Yeah. yeah, we try to do four. And, uh, boy, they've really tested my, my uh, fortitude. Because when there's a deer at 20 yards and you got a bow in your hand, you're just like, oh, man, I want to shoot you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, big, you, uh, Limited time and everything. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of A big difference it. in Missouri, for me anyways, is they made it past rifle season. Yes. So That's then huge. you're like, all right, now there's a chance. They yeah. have a yeah. real good chance of making it. Before rifle, yeah. ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Man, I, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we try to get them to five, too, for the most part. Um, you know, yeah, and it depends on the property, too, of course, sure. right? Yeah. But um, it was Two years ago, I I let a like <laughs> mid sixties, probably four year old walk at like twelve yards, mm. and I you was do like, have fortitude. <laughs> uh, that was like actually it was three years ago, and uh, got killed two days later during gun season. Yep, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. Next year, early season Missouri whacked a hundred and sixty five inch four year old. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I got excited, and this is a great deer, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that's it. That's 160 inches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big deer. That's Missouri a big, big yeah. deer. That's the main so, thing you just said. Like, it got your blood pumping. Does right. It, does it get you excited? Yeah. Exactly. Does, a, does a doe get you excited? Does whatever get you excited? Yeah. I, obviously, you guys being who you are, you've heard everything from everybody in the world, and we hear it too. 
especially on social media, oh, I would have let him walk. I, I would have oh, yeah. shot. Well, it wasn't your tag, man. Like yeah. you didn't pay for that guy's tag. So don't you don't have an opinion on whether yeah. he shot it or not. You know, as long as he's hunting legally and ethically, right. I don't care what people. You know, I have what I want to do. Everybody has what they want to do. Um, but yeah, it would be. I got a buddy. I think he what's his what's his saying. I want to. I'd rather kill a hundred and fifty inch deer every year than kill a hundred and eighty inch deer every seven years or something like that. Yeah, I think if it gets his blood pumping. Yeah, I was saying hundred eighties don't come around very often. If it gets your blood pumping, have at it. Yeah. No, no, that's that's true. It's all that's whatever you whatever makes you happy. Yeah, shoot, those sure. get my blood pumping. Yeah, Dude, and that, that's that's the, that we were just talking about that that adrenaline rush. I mean, there's just there's nothing like it. I mean, there's once you no decide, other feeling. Yeah, like, yeah. Once I'm, you yeah, make I'm that shooting, that mental note, like, yeah. yep, gonna do it. That's when I start getting. You know, I'm not the best at you know keeping my composure. I'm decent, but <laughs> yeah. that's as soon as I okay. Now pull yourself together. Yeah. Even yeah, even on a doe, it's, it's just that's way funny. It is. I went back and watched the footage of my ch- hunt with Chunk because right, right when we saw him, I reach up and I, I turn off the, uh, the camera GoPro ten right right in front of us to catch it, and I you know I got myself rattling. And as soon as I set down the horns, and I you know this, I don't remember doing this at all, mm-hmm. but I'm just watching it. Heat of the moment. And and right the next thing I do, I just put my arms down by my side, kind of shake my hands like okay. Just, just relax. <laughs> Get it together. Get it together. You're good. Yeah. And then, like, okay, focus, and you're fine. And then I'm I'm usually really good all the way through until after the shot. And Me too. Even even if some I'm filming somebody, I'm good. But as soon as they kill, about a Hits minute you like after, a ton of bricks, doesn't it? it is just like somebody just injected you yep. with it, and it's just I mean it's like a drug. Yeah. Literally, it's like. Man, I wish I could push a button and do this when right. I wanted yeah. to. I mean, that's why we all do it. Yeah. You know, that's one well, of the reasons. It's why nothing we all like do it. you can do anything about. Like, I don't know why I'm this way. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like you, Ty. Uncontrollable. When it's time to go into kill mode, I usually am pretty composed. Don't you know? Freak out. But as soon as that shot is, I mean, I I start shaking. Everything hits me. It's like yeah. all that just waits until the After, shot, and then yeah. it just smacks me in the head. Yeah. Um. But like. There's, I got other buddies like our buddy Pat killed a beautiful uh, eight pointer the last night before rifle season. Yeah, 145 inch eight point. Yeah, oh, beautiful and a just one. a clean eight, nothing else to it. Just 22 20, inch, 22 spread. inch oh. spread. Yeah, I love those big frames. Yeah. And uh, he's like, honestly, when I put when I drew back, all I remember is putting a pin on him. I I honestly don't remember which pin it was. He was at 12 yards. All of them. You all know, of them were All of the pins right. were on him. And he put it right through his heart. But it's yeah. just, he's like, I, I blacked out. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, keep blacking out if you're going to shoot like that. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, everybody handles it a little bit differently. And yeah. I'm more like you guys on that on that side of things. But, yeah, dang, it's a nice book. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, but, but, yeah, we oh, definitely, yeah. I, I got some buddies that, that struggle with the control beforehand, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's tough. and. That's what I always try to remind, like, like when I'm hunting with my wife or, you know, when I'm hunting with my boys, like, all right, like, hey, take your time, relax, like, pick a spot, don't, don't go blurry minded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Focus, please. I try to think about yeah. stuff, like, think about my jobs. Yeah. I think that might help me. Like, I think, all right, get your bow. What are you gonna do here? He's gonna, you know, he's going into twenty yards. What's your job next? So that my mind doesn't have time to go, oh, yeah, he's dude. big, <laughs> or my, something like my, that, you know? My brain looks like the Matrix when the deer's coming in. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, all right, the wind's blowing this way. He's looking that way. You're like that, that gif of the person <laughs> trying yeah. to do math. Like, yes, <laughs> seriously. And I'm watching everything because, like, it, like it, I mean, seriously, the every deer I've shot this year, 
I've, I've like literally been at full draw for over a minute on every single one. Dude, I've been watching those tape, you know, yeah, the videos you guys have been putting up. And, it, oh my, and, and oh it's not gosh. some big flex of, oh, cool, I can hold my bow back. Like, I don't want to hold like, it back. I had to. It's just situational. And, like, it, it, and, and that's what gets deer killed is, like, drawing at the right moment mm-hmm. and waiting for the right moment to take the shot, you know. And, um, you know, so, like, I'm always analyzing everything, trying to at least, you know, their body, body language, their behavior, everything, what they're going to do. Are they alert? Are they nervous when you shoot? Where do you need to aim? Do you need to aim high, aim low? What are you going to do? So Is it going to be quarter two, quarter away? Like, where do I quarter, need to put this? Oh, my God. Yes. That is something that's huge is, like, just paying attention to the deer's body. Mm-hmm. Like, an ideal with, like, buddies that are newer into getting into the sport and, like, where's the front leg at? And, yeah. and, and just a slight quarter because sometimes they don't even quarter like they two, look. Oh. They look kind of broadside, but they may be slightly quarter, and that can make all the difference can, in the yeah. world. Just yeah, it sucks when quarter. you don't even – like you. Like on a deer you recovered that you're like, damn, he was quartered. I didn't even. I, I didn't realize I, dude, I didn't realize right. I right there. Yeah, yeah. dude, quarter two is absolutely the worst. Well, chunk. Yeah, quarter two. I when I shot him in fast motion in my mind, I was like, oh crap, I hit him back because he was quartering at the decoy. The decoy was facing me right mm-hmm. here, and he come kind of from behind it, but then turned like he was going to come and hit it from the side, and I shot him, you know, like a couple steps before it, but he wasn't stopping and. uh so I shot him as he was walking, and when I first shot, I was like, "Oh no!" I, I was, and I knew it was okay, but I thought it was back. I thought it was like for sure exiting major, you know, through guts, guts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, when we started, it, the blood was coming out real good. We found good blood, found lung blood, and and then when we found him, I was like, "Well, that was." I mean, it was like laced right, and we went back and watched the shot again. That's the benefit of filming. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could see that it was right behind the shoulder, but in fast motion, in my mind. I was back. So, right. I mean, if I wouldn't have known, if I wouldn't have had footage to go back and watch, I would have, you know, given that deer a lot longer than what I did. Why can't they ever be quartered? It, it never seems like they're ever quartered away to you. Because yeah. that, that, I, lo- I would love a quartered away yeah, shot. A quarter two is just tr- you know? is trouble. You're it's just yeah. like they always feel like, it, al- it always feels like I'm going to quarter to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, which. Well, I mean, usually they're coming. Well, you hope they're coming towards you. So, sure. yeah. yeah. Right. But, yeah. I mean, that patience of letting them just, get by turn, is please? not always. But Yeah. Yeah. But. Just, just the other night. Uh, I filmed Nate shoot a really nice eight pointer, forty five yards, and just oh, it was I mean, literally, I was like, oh, perfect, you know, absolutely perfect shot, double lung, tucked tight right in the crease, and the deer. I get back and look at the footage, and I was like, oh, I was like, dang, he was a little quartered too, and the deer ducks and does this, so it entered a lower, probably the low third, um, but so we go out and find the arrow, and the arrow just covered in blood but dark red blood and you can see just chunks of stomachy stuff and i'm like so like liver and i'm like how did you exit paunch stomach like how Mm -hmm. and i was like i know he's like what do you think we should do and i was like i was like i know you still have to have both lungs you still have i watched the video again i'm like you still have to get both lungs and so we saw him we saw him run out of the field and so i was like let's go at least poke in the woods just a little ways and see what, what happens well we get to where he went in the field, and you could tell he stopped and walked. I was like, dang, I hate that. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's great blood, a lot of it. And so, like, I was like. And he's going to die. Yeah, he's going to die. Oh, yeah. no, no question. Yeah, he's going to die. But delivery. are we going to yeah. gonna bump him? It's been 30 minutes or 40 minutes since the shot. And uh, What was the weather like? Was it cold? Oh, yeah, cold. Yeah, plenty. Nice cold, Easy yeah. to leave him. And I was just like, man, I was like, I, I was like, I know you got both lungs. Like, you know, it doesn't, it looks like. 
a little bit back on the on the blood trail. I was like, let's go a little ways at least. So we went in like 50 yards and he was laying dead. Oh, right nice. There. And uh, he gutted him, center punched <laughs> the front side lung, caught the back of the back side lung, liver exited paunch. So, you know, just got everything. Um, but, I mean, a couple of the bucks that I've shot this year were like the slight quarter two and a little bit low. And so below below the lungs, mm-hmm. behind the heart. Like it looks like a heart shot, but the quarter two is deceiving and, and, and the lungs tail up there. Yeah. And so you might, like most both of these bucks only got one lung and, and paunch. And so they can live a long time on that. So Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always a million dollar The question. art of the shot, man. That's How long do you wait? Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, did I call you? That year on that did. one buck, yeah. I called about everybody. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I always I do. When like, I wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we just send it out. We have video. Chat. Luckily, yeah. we could text and be like, "Here, yeah. what do you think? What does everybody yeah. think about this?" Yeah, yeah, that was actually a buck. I thought was him, which was not him, but still happy with him. But yeah, he's on the other wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you can't see him as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll show you guys after. Yeah. But um, oh, ground trinkets. Right. Yeah, quite <laughs> a bit. I'll tell you the story after. Right. <laughs> quite a bit. But um, but yeah, I mean, like the art of the shot is it really intriguing to me because, well, like a, you said, Nate shot it like forty five yards. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a buddy. Well, Greg is another guy. Greg Gleisinger, uh, used to be a jury. Yeah. Um, he he talks about like at a on a forty five yard shot or something. There's been times where he's aimed under the deer, and. I've not done that yet. I've not had a 45 yard shot lately or any time in the last, what, five, six, seven years. But I'm like, man, that would be hard to not hold on the Not target. hold right. on the brown. Somewhere. I mean, you're always taught to hold on target, even right. if it's low. Or maybe at the very bottom of the day. Of course, yeah. it was well, so long yeah. ago when we recorded with them. But because um, that, that, that sometimes they drop. I'm never like, aiming off the deer. No, yeah. It, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, can't do bring it. myself to yeah. do it because what if he doesn't drop? Yeah. Yeah, you just never know. What I if, mean, you know. Yeah, you aim hard. You hit yeah. hard if he doesn't drop. Yeah. Yeah. You miss. That's the way to go. You, you miss, you hit If he does, lungs. you hit lungs. Yeah. I mean, they're not dropping enough to make that big of a difference. But the the my, the first buck I killed in Missouri, mm-hmm. 42 yards, on alert, head up. Like, not super alert, but was watching another buck and was like head up alert. And it was like kind of like, uh, I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. 42 yards. I held right on his heart. Touched it off. He didn't flinch a bit didn't move for it hit him and it hit him he was quarter two so i didn't get the heart that's what i was saying i got the one one lung i swear i got yeah but i could not when i watched that arrow fly i mean i was like what he didn't duck at all and then nate's 45 the other night was not alert was looking at another deer um so i mean it was on point but not like you know spooky or anything ducked probably six inches eight really inches, yeah see and i uh you guys might have saw it, but Growing Deer TV, um, oh, Dr. Yeah. Grant Woods, yeah. he did a study or, you know, he noticed if the deer are feeding or have their head down, they tend to drop more than if their head is up. We were just up. talking about that not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. 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 So they I thought it. that was like pretty interesting. Kind of a fulcrum leverage. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like they're able to load up quicker load or up. something. Yeah. Um, Which that all makes sense. Yeah. But I, you still have deer head up that don't duck head down that do yeah it's a living thing it's going not it's not going to do everything it's not going to do what it's supposed to do every single time because it's a living animal i think about all the years of bow hunting that experience between the four of us and like i guarantee you i'm still learning things every like still learning still still blown away by results of track jobs and shots in this this podcast we got into shot placement somehow and now i just (laughs) want to sit there and talk to you guys the rest of the night about shot placement because it's it is always something I think is 
you could learn so much every day from different people and just experiences you have in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the one I can show you guys afterwards. <laughs> um, it was a, a moving deer that I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. And I hit him a little back as a result. I knew it as soon as I let go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just learning like, okay, what could I have done in that situation differently? Could I have stopped this deer at five freaking yards away? Probably. Don't know. Can't yeah. do it again. But anyway, so um, chunky down. And then you've killed 47 deer, I, I remember, <laughs> at this point. But uh, um, floppy, I know, is, is down. Floppy yeah. is flopped. Yep, he is down. He is uh seven and a half year old at least i know of um finally finally got an opportunity and it was it was not much of a layup yeah had so you even speak. drawn on t- you hadn't even did you ever even get drawn on him i, don't, I know you had the one opportunity years i did ago, yeah i did but yep. so um yeah I, I i this is a new piece of property that uh that i that i got several years back at my father-in-law's place um and uh got pictures of this deer had two droopy ears mm-hmm. they were both hanging out so i'd call them floppy nice 100 probably 100 mid 40s eight pointer at the time and uh didn't hunt that farm actually the first year really um not uh not maybe maybe hunted a little bit but didn't really key on it uh the next year he showed up like i said kind of like close to the season and um you know same floppy ears had a quite a bit bigger rack you know he he, he kind of got big on one side real wide on one side but um anyway i was like all right yeah like this is the deer we're gonna go after whatever september 15th rolls around and it's like the first time of the year so like we're like all right let's what time we need again okay let's get in like an hour earlier because <laughs> we just got all this stuff and like we need to remember how to do all this so this we go like starting to ride a bike again yeah okay. so we go in to set up and uh we're literally getting stuff settled in the tree set up i look up and he's around the edge of the food plot eating acorns and he literally takes a hard left and just starts feeding in the plot. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, the camera's at the bottom of the tree on the oh, rope. Geez. So I start pulling it up so slowly, you know, watching him, making sure he's not looking. I give Chandler the camera. <laughs> he starts switching lenses. I grab my bow, turn, uh, knock an arrow, get all my stuff ready, put my release on. And by the time he had fed out, and I draw back, and he's, and he's like 65 yards and just quartered hard away, <laughs> walking away. I was like, really? Deer had no freaking clue either. Uh, but I was yeah. like, eh, opening day. Right, Not no big kill deal. Him. <laughs> we'll get him <laughs> two years uh, later. <laughs> yeah, two years later. An eternity later. Um, but uh, yeah, so later that I mean, throughout the rest of that the year, we had several encounters with them. Some long distance, some uh, hunting with Sean's dad Rex, and didn't want to shoot him. And uh, my wife and I hunting, she saw him a couple times. I don't even know. We we he was very visible, very regular. Mm-hmm. Um, saw him quite a bit, and uh, didn't end up getting any shot opportunities. Um, and so the following year rolls around, same thing shows up right before season. Um, I'm like, all right, we're going to go after this deer this year, you know, whatever. And it was the most regular, irregular deer, like most daylight walking, unpredictable oh, deer yeah. you've ever it made you, no sense. Made no sense. Really? I mean, you know, we always try like to make you sense. Pattern it. Yeah. You always try to make yeah. sense of a pattern. Oh, you know on the cold front you know sure he'll daylight on the cold front and uh, with this wind he likes to bed over here i think and so like whatever and like i should have brought the calendar the calendar i i literally made a calendar just that showed <laughs> when he daylighted what wind direction it was in the morning if it was a morning right. daylight or evening daylight and you couldn't make any sense of it literally couldn't make any sense of it and uh 
man, it was like he was mocking us, man. Like I'm not kidding. Like daylight, like five out of the seven days of the week, except for the two that we hunted. Yeah, and so <laughs> literally, it was like if, <laughs> so if he bad. had a middle finger, he would be showing it yeah. to you on the camera. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, all right, he's watching us walk in for sure. He's you know seeing us get in, but but why is he still being so regular? Why wouldn't he move off or whatever? Right. I'm like, well, I'm hunting in the morning. He can't watch me come in in the morning, and our access to the stand is bulletproof. Like, oh, the, yeah. the, the the best access of any stand I have, I feel like, and uh, just baffled, and and literally to the point where Brandon, I'm like, all right, Brandon, we're gonna go. He's like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> literally sitting in the tree, we're not like, killing him. He's over there playing pool on his phone. He's like, just let me know if you see him. <laughs> like, he, this deer doesn't exist. He's literally a ghost. Uh, saw him one time last year. One time, and we hunted him hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was daylighting like crazy. He was on a doe one time and, and skirted us uh, probably about in 80, 90 yards, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then fast forward to kind of like what I was talking about this year. You know, I'm all ready for him to show back up. Doesn't show back up. So I end up going after this buck on a different farm. End up shooting him early. Not early. It was October. It was October-ish, um, but – uh, I'm not kidding you. I shot that deer and floppy literally. He had shown up before that. I killed that deer like twice, but like yeah. nothing in daylight. Next day after I shot that deer was in daylight. 8 30 like, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was, I, was I, was like, I thought you were like, I'm not going in all in. I did that crap with him last year. I'm not going yeah. in all in. He's messing yeah. with me. Right. Yeah. So but imp- I think important to note too on him, especially is where he lived though. I mean, cause like a few of these spots we have to hunt are more in the urban areas mm-hmm. uh and so technically not supposed to be rifle hunters even though a few of them i think trickle in around I'm the area sure it happens yeah aggravatingly but where floppy was i mean he had a lot of farms around him and it's not a giant farm so it's amazing that that deer lived to that age i mean first of all i mean very I highly pressured area <laughs> yeah. um you know lots of you know rifle hunting in the area obviously mm-hmm. and so to survive that many rifle seasons is unbelievable and the deer um, kind of a lot of people know about him too yeah so. yeah and come to find out you and know i be sh- out I day shoot, walking like that i yeah. shoot the deer and get you know start everybody starts coming out of the woodwork i swear i was like a saga of like a like a two like he was 220 inches you know because he's <laughs> yeah. so distinguishable or whatever right but um it's like yeah i got pictures of him too and you know, yeah all that. so so ty and i you we usually do an annual trip to kansas every mm-hmm. year well we didn't neither one of us didn't uh, drew this year and we we're super bummed. I had went on a hunt in Colorado, was coming back, driving through Kansas. I'm just like sad. like. Oh. <laughs> but we usually do that during the rifle season in Missouri. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be around. Maybe it's a good thing. I get another tag in Missouri starting Saturday. Saturday That Saturday. Yeah. And uh, so we made a move. We're going to have a ton of north winds, perfect weather for deer movement. Not not what we love to see for rifle season because it mm-hmm. means every deer is going to get shot. But um, And but, they did. But lots, oh, of, wow. <laughs> but lots of north winds coming. And so – I really this area is a, sets up best for south wind access and everything, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a move and see if we can get this done, and uh, so hung a north wind stand, and hunted it a couple times. Ty and I actually saw him. Um, well, I actually hunted with my, my wife a couple times before rifle season, um, but anyways, we hunted hunted the stand, and Ty and I actually saw him. That was that opening night. day? It was yeah, I think it was yeah opening yeah. day of gun season. Um, had an encounter with him kind of skirted by us and back to the the whole deer and understanding them and as much as i'd seen and encountered this deer i didn't really understand quite what his de- demeanor was going to be yeah um and so you know i was like he he was kind of cruising like he could maybe come towards us 
And as soon as he kind of jumped the fence and I realized, all right, he's not coming. Also, I didn't know how well he could hear with the ears. I, we thought he might have been deaf. Right. Um, so I grounded at him, grounded and he heard it, looked. Did his ears move at all? Nope. They just no. No cartilage. That like, was a cool, honestly, the coolest part about that. Look like, at a sad dog. It's so awesome. Like, That's going to be a sweet mount. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is so cool. It is so awesome. So I text, yeah, I text Bruce, our taxi driver, and I was like, I got a good one for you, a special one for you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but he heard the call and wasn't interested, didn't come. Um, I'm trying to think, had another encounter with him, didn't see him that night. Steve, I think, and you. Uh, Next morning, morning, had yeah. another encounter with him. He did the same same general thing he did same area yep skirted us um actually rattled to him uh that time pretty good he heard it didn't come and i'm just like all right now i feel like an idiot i'm not calling to this deer anymore because now i now he just i feel like he knows you know like, right it's like maybe, maybe he's just super pressured that damn that damn mike dudes after yeah again. <laughs> yeah well every everybody else and every you know everywhere and so um i was like oh man like that's just you know such a bummer um and so I don't know. It was, a, it was a few days had gone by. I hunted a couple of days, took a couple of days off, whatever. And uh, finally, we're going to get a south wind. Oh, sorry. Not a south wind. We were going to get a west wind, um, west-southwest, west wind, which was like going to be blowing from where he was bedding, you know, down the creek. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but this is the closest thing we're going to get to a south wind um, until it switches back north. So let's let's make a run for it. And, and uh Sure as shit, we get in there and we get in pretty early, and a buck comes off the ridge where he beds usually, big six-year-old eight-pointer, one that I actually passed the first morning with Ty, and I don't like to pass big mature deer, and it's probably a good thing he didn't come like twenty yards because I probably, probably right. shot him. <laughs> but uh, uh, but no, I was really like really set on you know getting getting floppy, and so he comes off the ridge, and then I don't know thirty forty minutes later, floppy comes off the ridge, they both go down to the creek and then disappear, and I'm like, well. I guess, you know, this is game over. They're going to go by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out into the field. And I don't know, a little bit of time went by, probably an hour, hour and a half. And Brandon taps me on the shoulder, and that big eight-pointer is up in front of us coming across. Like he had done a big kind of loop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, crap, like maybe we've got a chance, you know. And he bumps that doe out and uh, pushes a couple of does down to us, and he keeps going, that eight-pointer does. Well, I looked down the creek where I last saw Floppy, and, and there he was, and he coming directly to us. And so he's coming down, he kind of wraps around this ridge, and he almost acts like he's going to kind of go around the ridge and head back south away from us. And I was like, please see the doe. Please see the does. There's two does in the food plot. Hey, hey. And uh, I see him, like, kind of stop and perk up and look, and then he just, like, just beelines right to him. droopy ass ears. I'm just trying to, like, envision it, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, he's so cool. But this doe, at the meantime, is like 35 yards right in front of me. The other one's like 40-something and he comes out and comes right to the close one, and he just just lets out a grunt, just comes right to her. I'm like, oh yeah. So he's coming in. I I draw back. She instead of just like kind of bumping along, like like bounds off and goes straight away, like tail up. Like she's basically like, I don't want anything to do with you, you weirdo. <laughs> you got those floppy ears, get out of here. <laughs> and uh, and he's like kind of like oh like kind of startled that she like jumped so much. Yeah. Well, the wind had was going like this basically paralleling us but was hitting and had a little bit just a little bit on the tree line caught a little bit of it she hadn't no she was good and was feeding there but he just like boom hits a brick wall and his whole demeanor changed and i'm at full draw he's he's like 35 40 yards but he's behind a bunch of trees and he just looking looking and i'm just like literally like no here he goes again he wins (laughs) again you know 
And he turns and walks straight away towards that doe. And he walks and he walks and he walks and he stops. And he turns broadside again. And there's literally two limbs. And he's right in between the two limbs. He's perfect right in the middle of it. And I'm like, and he's like 45 yards, 50 yards. And I'm like, I know my arrow is going to hit that top limb. I can't I can shoot. I feel it. I can't shoot. Yeah. I was like, I just can't shoot. And he turns, walks a couple more steps away. And I was like, man, I'm going to take it. I, I just, he just didn't quite get it. He just didn't quite get our scent and just got a hint of it. And so, like, he turns, takes two more steps and clears out, and he's 60. And I was like, it's now or never, man. Like, I this is I, have, I hadn't been at full draw on that deer in two years. Mm-hmm. Put it right on his bottom of his, of his belly, you know, his, his line, and just touched it off. And I just see the arrow just fly through the air. And he ducks, and he turns, and it just goes boom like a freight train and oh, just wow. knocks him, just knocks him straight down. And I'm just like, oh, boy. So I grab another arrow, you know, re-knock an arrow, thinking I'm going to have to do a follow-up shot, and he was dead within, like, 40 seconds. Like, he was just done. That's awesome. That's sweet. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so No worries. Perfect. Yeah. Fitting, it's like, man, well, you, you, hate, you, yeah, you hate to ever spine a deer. Sure, it can be, yeah. like, gruesome. you got to go, you know, with a follow-up shot. It's not ideal. And this shot was – I mean, it, it was crazy because it, it entered – I would say eight inches below the top of his back, six yeah. inches below the top of his back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would, if I like, show you the picture of the shot, you're like, oh, yeah, it looks like a great high lung shot. But when he ducked, he turned away. And so it almost entered going up into him. Yeah, uh, like similar, the way he was laying. Yeah, yeah. Thought, yeah. yeah. similar to what happened with Nate's deal. You know, yep. they twisted, torqued their body. And so the it hit the top, uh, top of the, the, the near lung and and then like one blade clipped the bottom of the spine and the other the rest of the broadhead hit the other lungs. It was a double lung. I'm sure got the artery below right. the spine and right. everything, but it was, yeah, it was awesome. He died quick. So <laughs> That is a crazy story. It, it was yeah. crazy. And I was like, Brandon, I was like, I'll be right back. I was like, I'm not, I'm not uh, believing this until it's for sure. I, I walked up to him with a knocked arrow, even though he hadn't moved. <laughs> hey, uh, and I was like, are you really, are you really done? <laughs> and it was. So you it know, was, do you feel like cool. this you went after him with a uh, the west kind of a westish win, um, like you were saying, maybe a little southwest, but as close as you were going to get to it, right? Yeah. Do you think that maybe that helped you in the end? Um, obviously, you played the right wind, but what I'm trying to yeah, say yeah, is, yeah. don't you? Do you ever feel like sometimes you you kill him when it's almost not right for you? Oh yeah, almost. For sure. Yeah. It's just a when little you push that limit. Yeah, you yeah. Run, yeah. walk that line. fine line. Yeah. 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 Like if that was a straight south wind that day, maybe he, he might, might not ever see him. Or would whatever. he have? What, yeah, would he have yeah. done what he did? Yeah, I, I I had said was just texting a couple of buddies. I mean, literally, you know, our close group of of friends were just like, gotta get floppy, like get him, please get right. him killed, you know. And so like, I had texted a couple of buddies like, oh, he came off the ridge, you know, and they're like, oh, maybe he'll come down to you. I'm like, like with the wind at his back, come directly to me. Like, no, he's not gonna do that, and that's what he did. Yeah. Mm. The does. I mean, yep. honestly, like you said, yeah. the, we got the bait. Yep. You know, yep. yep. Bait's I, important. Another huge point. I mean, on him. I mean, I'm not trying to sell Garmin sights or anything, but I mean, the, the having that sight where he was able to range him as he's walking away and knowing. I, I got to learn Mike, more about Mike, those. Mike mentioned it when we were talking. He's like, dude, that was such a game changer because had not, he would have had to let down. Yeah. Pull his rangefinder up, range him, draw back, and then with a deer moving three or four times. Yeah. Man, that sometimes that can make a huge, huge difference. I mean, that's a good selling point. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a. It, it, that's not always a difference breaker, but situational. That it yeah. was huge in that situation. Oh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll straight up give the hard sell. I don't care if they're. Yeah. I mean, they are. They are a sponsor, but I'm telling you, like I yeah. tell people, 
it's the best advancement in archery. The reason I never, I haven't got one is because my OCD hasn't allowed me to figure out what to do in Colorado. Yeah. Because of whatever rules they have. You got to switch. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. So I'm like, well, I could get a new bow and then I could have a Colorado bow (laughs) and a home bow because I don't want to switch sites out. And mama said, no. (laughs) <laughs> Mama said, it's, it's actually not even her fault. No, I, no. I still rock an, an old Bowtech. Yeah, uh, but yeah. you know, so uh, I've I've heard great things about them. They're incredible. That's a perfect example yeah. because what are you going to do? Do this fourteen times? Oh yeah. You know, um, yeah. What are you going to? You're full draw. Yep. Yeah. So are you pushing something on your? Yeah. So there's a button on the riser, and so I, you're I just, have it set up. Do you use your middle finger? Yeah. Yeah. I think I this first set it must up be with what my pointer finger, and I'm like, this just doesn't like feel this. comfortable. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is when you do that, you're like the pointer That's finger, you're adjusting your grip. Yeah. The middle finger, you're able to just yeah, you have it right there. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a button, and it, and it and it ranges. So there's a reticle, and a dot, and the dot has to be inside the reticle, similar to like the IQ bow sight. Mm-hmm. Remember that was their idea of like, you so know, you're if, not you're, if you're torquing at all, you'll see it. Well. This is it, it does that, but also the reason behind that is to let you know that the site is ranging exactly what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be aligned with your your peep and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gives you a pin for the exact distance. So like, if it's 46 yards, it's a 46 yard pin that it gives you. You're not gapping 40 and 50. Yeah, you got your whole um, sight window. You just got one little dot in there, no matter where. Yeah, it's at, so it's which no is obstructions. Really nice. One red dot or green dot, whatever you, you choose. You can pick your color. Yep, you can pick yeah, your nice. color. There's no confusion um, like you were talking earlier where you draw back and I, all my pins are on it. And yeah. in that moment, you're like, which pin do I use? You know, Right. Yeah. And then if you don't like, say you don't like the range you're getting there, you're not feeling confident, you tap the button once and it'll, it'll give you fixed pins, whatever you have set up. So, so you, you could, can set it up with 20, yep. 30, 40 or whatever you want yep. fixed pins. So oh, mine's 20, 60 fixed. And then uh-huh. so one tap it, and you tap it back, it goes back to your last ranged pin. Um, but the biggest thing with that side is funny. I know a lot of guys – uh, that have that have gotten it, and some of them are guys that just got got some money, and they love to have the latest, greatest, fanciest thing, but don't have the patience to actually like yeah, understand the technology. Uh-huh. It's not a site you're gonna like slap on your bow and just go hunt that same day and be fully confident. It's not a trophy ridge react site like where <laughs> yeah. you oh, just I mean, do one and oh, it's still no, it's unbelievable. It's react, you you yeah. put your you put your well, I mean, IBO like, speed in, yeah, and it gives you your really drops them down. stack. But I'm talking about just the. Being confident in the site, everything mm-hmm. obviously with archery is confidence is everything, and so like you, it needs repetitions and, oh, and I just see confidence. Yeah, like, okay, I thought yeah, you were like learning curve. Yeah. I'm drawing back. What I'm ranging is the right range that I'm getting, and I'm gonna be yeah. you know confident in that. And so, um, yeah, it's it's definitely different, but it, it's game changing technology for a reason. It's it's does a lot, and it's a lot to comprehend. Yeah, nice. but and it does. I mean, it makes you a better archer. I mean, I feel like because it makes you have to anchor same your grip has to be the same oh, that, that makes a lot and of sense. if it's off i mean you know you're doing something wrong yeah you put a you put a big <laughs> pair of heavy gloves on oh yeah i guarantee you, that reticle is gonna be it's off gonna be different. Yep. yeah oh, well. yeah well i noticed it too like when i'm shooting with my normal sight right now i, I shoot a black gold uh sight i have gotten really good over the past few years of using my level and every mm-hmm. time i come to anchor guess what i gotta do dang it i'm a little off yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know, so uh, i've I fix it quickly, but yep. that would tell me. But those I'm things automatic. also help slow you down in that process, so yeah. you're not so yeah. amped up, <laughs> freaking out what's going on. Yeah, because you you look at that, you know. And the great thing about the you know the Garmin also is because you are you're you're focusing on that reticle and you're 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 kind of it makes you be at full draw a little longer, get settled in, and yeah. you know really squeeze it off instead of just drawing back, finding a pin, and yeah. you know punching it. <laughs> it actually has a feature. It has, it has a regular bubble level, but it has a feature called like Level Pro or something like that. And so 
it's your your you have your dot when you range but if you can't your bow too much one way or the other it puts a like a little tiny green dot above or below depending on which way you need to or camp, both can't back mine arrows filed both of your yeah, yeah like if it's really yeah. off you'll see like um, two dots which, which i like because you know when you draw back and you're talking about looking at your level you're drawing back you're looking down at your level yep so you don't have to look away from the pin it's annoying yeah. i mean it is annoying but i try to but I try does, to make it, myself do yeah, it it is yeah. good it helps slow things down like you said Ty. yeah yeah that's yeah that's a good point well, if either of you have a 27-inch draw, let me try it out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> drawing doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get off here? I mean, I feel like we're coming up on yeah, two hours. We're, we're, I'm sure these guys get, you know want to get home, so yeah. we don't want to keep you too long or whatever. Yeah, yeah man. It was, it was a good night. I enjoyed, always enjoy talking. talking yeah, no, it's been a, been a great season and and uh, still, still some more Still to come, young, so. kind of. Yeah. Still got some time month and a half technically yeah you're, you're done it's yeah. getting to the point yeah. to where it's like kind of winding down but um if you got food you have some good yeah some good hunts and even if you don't you know as long as you get some deer that made it through rifle season they're going to be keying on whatever food sources are available right. yeah right i mean i got still deer a on. lot of acorns on the ground yep. they're really hitting i've noticed hitting yeah. it was a bumper crop year for the acorns, yeah it was amazing sure. so weird with the drought yeah, well, I know. I, it was so. The only thing I can think of is so damn wet early, early. Mm-hmm. So they packed them on, and then and then yeah. they just kept them. I don't know. Yeah, because it was it was a, it was so dry here for so long. Yeah, I didn't mow my our yard f- for like three and a half weeks at times in the <laughs> middle yeah. of July. Yeah. our but, poor food plots have taken a beat. Did they? Yeah, like, I oh, mean the, the worst. The, you know, corn hadn't been too bad. Soybeans hadn't been real bad, but the like the late plots that we tried to plant our winter garden plots and stuff like that, turnips and radishes, who didn't take it. Yeah, that would have been rough on them. Yeah. I had a couple that turned out that I fenced off that were just because they didn't get the browse pressure along with the drought that are, mm-hmm. you know, doing pretty good right now and bringing in a lot of deer. But if they would have had the, the ones that we didn't fence off with the browse pressure and the drought, just I mean, they're dirt fields. Yeah. So that yeah. sucks. Well, definitely a brutal year for those. For the listeners, if they are living under a rock and, and don't know about Heartland Boat Hunter, why don't you tell them how they can. Um, consume your guys' stuff where how can they watch your show uh, follow you guys on social that sort of stuff yeah just our website's heartlandbowhunter.com and then heartlandbowhunter on all the social stuff so that's the easiest way to keep up with the with the day-to-day type stuff what's yep. going on and yeah we'll drop the uh those premiere dates when we announce the premiere in the new season and and uh hopefully see some of the local folks around yeah some of you missouri folks you have to make the trip to independence i'm assuming it's gonna be the same place yep mm-hmm. um and uh go to that because it's it's a lot of fun it's you get to see well the first people that see those two shows Episodes. i guess yep. you got them yeah um, season openers and then uh you get to you know meet everybody and have a, have a good time you know meet some yep. new people we meet new people every year that we knew from somebody or somebody knew us or whatever it's yeah. a lot of fun share so, the same passion it's cool. yep so well mike mike hunsucker and ty easily with heartland bow hunter we appreciate your guys' time tonight and thanks for coming on yeah yep, thanks, thanks for having us right, thanks for having us guys